Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Nolan Arenado's last walk-off hit. Well, it's been a while. How about one right here? One ball, no strike, swing drive! Deep left field! That ball is gone! He can jump home! Let's get nasty on a Wednesday. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers and Andrew Marsh and Anthony Stalter. And I, I saw it as soon as I came into the office today. I knew. I knew what had happened. What? You guys got text messages oh, last night. Oh, I got night. several last night. And Anthony, guess what? You're back. I'm guilty of like sitting there waiting for them. <sighs> but I did. We did have a good conversation. Oh, so you guys talked last night. Yeah, you and the Cardinals talked. It wasn't talked. the automatic where, hey, come on over. It was like, now let's talk. Yeah. Because this is getting weird. It's, you guys are like, you're starting to play good now, and mm-hmm. you're starting to look like an actual baseball team. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I saw effort from guys that I haven't seen all year. It concerns me, the erratic behavior that mm-hmm. they're displaying. <laughs> what I heard was you you said to him, hey, I, I still have some of your CDs. <laughs> and the Cardinals responded with, and I quote, "You, that's okay, you can hold on now. <laughs> you forgot your T-shirt. And the, butter, the butterfly started again for you. You're all in. No, I'm not. I'm really not. But it is fun to watch a team play well. Like, I can't lie about that. And watching, honestly, watching this team over the last couple of games, specifically last night, it just looked like a different team. I'm not saying they're going to be a team that runs the table here and gets into the playoffs. In fact, I have no expectations of that. Yeah. But I am excited to see the team play well. Because I don't think you can truly be a Cardinals fan if you're just sitting there wait, wanting them to be miserable all year and be terrible. Right. So when they play well, and when I notice guys, like, let's break down a couple of situations here. Contreras tracks down that little comebacker off of Monty, dives, grabs the ball, dives for it, and throws it underhand to goalie, just misses the out. Mm -hmm. It's a hell of an effort. An effort like that, what it does is it shows your teammates, like, you haven't given up. Mm -hmm. You haven't cast your chips. Then I look at Lars Nupar with a catch that he made in the outfield. Like He hasn't given up. Then Dylan Carlson comes flying through and snags one right in front of Jordan Walker. And then the best part of all, Nolan Arenado's 0 for Gopher, I believe, on the night at the time. No, I think he had one he hit. He had one hit. He yeah. had one hit. This is what you're paid for. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not trying to be that guy, but Nolan Arenado steps up and bashes the game-winning home run. Well, it's what they weren't getting beforehand. Not just from him specifically, but that, that clutch just, hit. But also the clutch hit from your big boys. Yeah. We're missing that. So when I watched last night's game, you know, and you attach it to the three-game winning streak that they had before, mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, it just looks like a different team. All the way back, all the way to the pitcher. 
Monty was shoving yeah. last night. Like he had a a swagger to him. It's like he's pitching for a contract or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. No, he's that later. But it just looked different. And I enjoyed watching the game and I was really happy that they played well and hopefully it carries on and move forward and hopefully John Mozeliak still makes the right decisions for this ball club mm-hmm. because I do feel like this ball club is not that far off from being a really good team with the proper pitching. Yes, but we're still talking about a pretty significant overhaul that needs to happen with the pitching staff because last night and, la- and really since the All-Star break, nothing is dis- disproven the theory that or the idea that the, the Cardinals don't have the offense. They do. I think where where we're at is I've never and I've never said this. I'll just speak for myself. I've never said it's a complete re, rebuild. No, it's not. Not with you the don't, team that you have. You need you don't need to completely tear it down to the studs. Now I have said if you want to if you truly want to get nasty with things and you want to see if Goldschmidt would oh. entertain trade, you know, He's doing the no trade clause. Hold on, hold on. But that ship has sailed. They're what? not going to trade him. That's fine. Ship. That oh. ship has sailed. Thank you. Okay, fine. But none of what has happened since the All-Star break excuses the fact that you didn't play well enough to get you to this spot. Mm-hmm. So the trade deadline to me, not, everything that we're seeing now, we we want to see. It's more exciting to see a, a, a competitive team. I don't care what time, what type of year it is. But none of this changes the fact that you still need to be aggressive at the deadline, and this is still a monumental trade deadline for John Mozeliak. Agreed? It is, but I think the strategy at the deadline can change a little bit too. I think you can have layers of what you acquire. What I mean by that is I think John Mozeliak can pinpoint maybe some young up-and-coming pitchers that are maybe a year away, and then I also think he can target guys that are ready to go. That are currently playing on major league rosters mm-hmm. or a three somewhere else. Bring that guy in because you need pitchers. Yes. So you don't have to worry about like the Cardinal fan base can't get all upset if if Mosellock goes out and gets a number three starter. You can't. You, you need a three. You can't be pissed. Right. You need a three. You need five guys next year. You've got two right, right now, and so you got to fill out your rotation. And I'd rather have more numbers. And whittle it down or cut guys or DFA guys or trade guys after I don't need them rather mm-hmm. than what we had this year where you thought you had your starting five and then there was injuries and problems right. and now you had nothing. Let's not keep making the same mistakes Correct. over and over and over again. When it comes to this current team as it pertains to the deadline, Jamie, what I want to see done just in general terms is to trade expiring contracts for contracts that for, for, for cost control with pitchers now it's weird because you're gonna have to trade some pitchers to get some pitching but again the that's not that's not what we're doing here what we're doing is you're, you're gonna trade guys that are on expiring contracts for cost-controlled pitchers you're buying some years and therefore you're buying some upside well, with, current sweet- up, with current assets that you have and you'll have to sweeten the pot you'll have to sweet- you're not gonna you're not gonna send off you know, Tyler O'Neill for you know, cost-controlled young right. up-and-coming pitcher. Like yep. you're going to have to sweeten the pot with maybe some cost-controlled players going. You're going to have to get way. creative. Whatever it is, I do feel like this Cardinal team is not that far off from being a good team. If you can rectify the pitching problems, whether it's the rotation and the bullpen, quite honestly, the whole staff needs a revamp. If you can fix that, this team offensively can compete. Marsh, where are you on this? Uh, you know, 
I've been known to. You got the text, but I'm text. seeing I'm seeing a different version. You you looked at it. I'm a track record guy. You looked at it and you set it down. Like you didn't have any reaction to it. Nah, I thought about it. That's interesting. He totally answered. They told me you answered. So stop it. No, I've been burned. No. I've been burned. They said, hey, we just tried Marshy. He responded, but seems like he's a little tired. So maybe you're a little standoffish, but you did answer. They went to Marsh first because they 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 figured he was a layup. (laughs) And when and when I didn't give give them what they wanted, they went to Jamie. And Jamie took the bait. (laughs) I'm not taking the bait. (laughs) I'm your Huckleberry. Just yet. They played the Nationals. Yeah, they cool. No, they're playing the Marlins. Not the best team in the world, but oh, stop. They're play. They're they're they're, the, they're a playoff team. Would you be playoff more happy if they were losing? Contender. No, I wouldn't well, be happy like if they, they were be. losing. Don't be don't be doing that it now. Feels like you'd be happier. Don't if they be just starting this lose. day off like that. <laughs> well, why are you not excited? They've won four in a row. I am excited. You're but like, well, I'm, was the Nationals. Was I'm the just Marlins. saying. I'm being realistic right now. Let's well, just let this play out. Let's see how things go. Quit being reasonable. Stop. Okay. What do you Let's w- trade Paul Goldschmidt then. Oh, now you're Anthony. Jeez, <laughs> my God! You wanted to trade him last week too. See? No, yeah, thank you. Yeah, look at you, the old flipperoo. <laughs> what I was, I was driving down the, the the highway, and before I knew it, Jamie had jumped into the vehicle. He had yeah. departed his own vehicle. He got that thing straight enough to jump into my vehicle, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh, Jamie." He was on the Goldschmidt. I don't even know what you're talking bandwagon. about. Bandwagon. Now I'm driving down the lane and I've at least pulled off. Jamie's no longer there anymore. Like, I don't know where yeah. Jamie went. He jumped out. He this did. happens, guys. It has happened. He jumped in the Cards Caravan. He did. <laughs> cards Caravan was going one way. He I was going Fred the other. He, the yeah, he, he was driving too. Yep. He goes, I'm with you, Freddie. I said, that's all right. Anthony wanted to get rid of you, but I wanted to keep you, Fred Yeah, Bird. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> all right, it's a fast line on 101 ESPN. Couldn't we see a soft retool midseason to still compete for the division? Let's talk about that. I, I don't think that you need to do – I don't think you need to be one or the other when it comes to buying or selling. I think you can do both. We'll get into that conversation next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Chip Carey on the call earlier today. Nolan Gorman with an absolute blast. Touching seats today at Bush Stadium as the Cardinals look to complete their sweep of the Miami Marlins. That made it 4-0 Cardinals, but the Marlins have struck back. They've added a couple of runs on Dakota Hudson, and now it's 4-2, bottom of the third at Bush Stadium. But we're talking about Jamie getting another text message last night from the Cardinals, feeling good about it. Yeah. So Jamie, it. I, I gotta know then, what what does this change then for you about about the deadline? Because for me, as exciting exciting is the wrong word. I'm happy that the Cardinals are winning. I'd rather watch winning baseball. We're gonna talk about them. Yeah. We're gonna talk about them in the second half. I don't want to sit here day after day after day and talk about how bad how bad the team is. So I'm excited that they've they've turned things around. But in terms of the trade deadline, this has done nothing. I don't care if they win 17 in a row from here until the 
you still have to look at your roster and understand that the first half counts as much as the last two weeks, too. Mm-hmm. But for you, has anything changed? Not really. I mean, it really hasn't. I think maybe the the thought of trading players is there. Like you, ha- you have to carry through or follow through with what you've already internally decided. However, there is one pivot that I would like to make if I was the Cardinals. Okay. Is not necessarily trade every single guy with an expiring contract. Maybe offer one of them an extension. And that player for me is Jordan Montgomery. And I know he's got Scott Boris as an agent. And we talked about this yesterday. BT talked about it yesterday, saying that everybody overpaid in the offseason and mm-hmm. by, the Cardinals turned around and everybody, all the dance partners were gone because teams, well, they, they overspent for pitchers, for players. Maybe you do that with Monty. And I'm not talking about giving him 25, 30 million. Give him 20 million. Give him, like, you go to Boris and say, what do you think he's going to get on the open market? Of course, Boris is going to have an inflated number. Yeah. But then you undercut it a little bit and you offer him a, a healthy extension at a number that is life changing money and you keep him here. And my thought process behind that is we keep talking about, well, you're going to have to go get a two or a three somewhere in the offseason or, or trade for a two or a three at the deadline. You have him. His name is Montgomery. Why not keep him? And as far as like the time to open up the wallet and all that stuff, this is part of it. Mm-hmm. Keep what you already know in-house. He's a steady pitcher. He's had some really good moments as a Cardinal pitcher. Seems like his teammates like him. He's got a swagger to him. He's got a little bit of that FU in him. Yeah. I, I would take the money that I would spend on somebody else, a stranger that I don't even know. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather keep a guy that I know in house. Okay. What? But if he doesn't, if he doesn't sign with you, or well, gives you any indication before he's got to go. No, no, right? no. You, so hear me out. Timeline for me is yeah. you're starting to talk to Boris right now, mm-hmm. and you want to get this done by the trade deadline. Yeah. Before, if you cannot, you move him. If you can't get it done with Monty and Boris before the trade deadline, and you're being more than fair. Yeah, you got to trade him. You, you move. Okay. Him. All right. Then you and I are on the same page yeah. then. Because if they if they go to him and he doesn't he doesn't agree to he doesn't put pen to paper, he's you have to trade him. One in the hand is worth two in the bush in this situation. You cannot allow follow me, Jamie. It can be. Focus on this. Mm-hmm. You cannot allow Montgomery to hit free agency and get, you know, even if you do the even if you get a draft pick compensation, that does nothing. We've talked about this. That does nothing for you. It, it's not as much as you could get if you truly traded him. He's he has got to again. He's got to go pen to paper, sign a. I'm I'm with you on that. I'm fine with that. My idea of trading Montgomery is all is all is all based on him hitting the open market and signing with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, I'd still I'd still trade him first, and then go to him in the off season or go oh, to Monty? him before. Yes, nah, go to him no before. Chance. You, at that point, I'd trade him and then t- and also say to him, "Hey, look, we're interested in bringing you back." The problem with that now is you've invited um, the Yankees to the dance party. I understand, and they're going to swoop in and take your girlfriend. That's okay. just what they do. I get that. This is a, my strategy you're is to ta- kind of block. This them isn't your out. father's Yankees, though. Okay, you're talking. You're talking about your father's Yankees. That stud that shows up to the party and is just. No, it's my Yankees, Anthony. I grew up in that era. I this like is, that you referred me as like a dad and like this isn't, comparing me to your father is mm. 
certainly a compliment, I think. I mean, he's a oh, wonderful Darryl human Stalter's being. Daryl a, a stand-up guy. 100%. Yeah. don't really know if I'm quite uh, the same age, but it's okay, Anthony. I know what you're trying to get. This isn't your New York Yankees Thank you. that you grew up with. Yes. This, is a wound, this is a wounded animal right now. Mm. Nevertheless, they're still the Yankees. But I, for me... If if again if he doesn't if Montgomery says no I I'm still going to take my agent's advice and go to the open market here when it's all said and done I said okay don't for, we're gonna, we're going to trade you this hasn't been the season that we wanted we're going to trade you but we're very interested in bringing you back okay I don't mind that strategy I thought you just meant like you're trading him anyways and you oh, like float it out there to get, him get out that, hey, by see the way him? we might be around come free agency no, no, he's no. going to be like okay goodbye go chase yourself do what you do what you can offer him offer him a deal offer him a deal for 20 mil 20 mil per year and if you're balking at that by the way if you're hearing that that number you're like 20 mil from yeah go look go at look other at, rosters yes. right now 20 mil he's going to get 20 mil a year from somebody i know so i i look at it as why not keep what you already know and what made me think of that even more so than ever was the Contreras situation this year. Is You couldn't keep Yachty. I understand that. But you brought somebody in who you thought you knew or mm-hmm. you thought you did, your re- and you got him, and it didn't fit right away. Right. And it's still a work in progress. What, why, what happens if you do that with a pitcher? Mm-hmm. pitcher comes in and is like, eh, he's like, eh, he's not what we thought, but you spent $20 million, $20 million a year on – you know, a guy that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Why not keep Monty, who you know, and spend the damn money on him? Yeah, I where like do, the idea. Where do the Cardinals have to be at the deadline to sort of make these decisions? You look at the the second half, they have a pretty reasonable schedule in terms of how easy it is. See, I hate that line of thinking, Marsh. What? Go ahead. Finish Finish your thought. I cut you off, and I apologize. Where we got to be in the standings. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, no not did, at all. Did you see, did you see the first? And I'm not... I'm not I'm not talking down to you. Did you see the first half, though? I did, but Jamie, it to counts. Jamie's point, if you start maybe mixing some things in, maybe mm-hmm. some pitchers, you move some guys out that necessarily aren't a huge part of this offense. Like, you have your key players in the offense that make it go. Yeah. And you do a little reshuffling. You know, where where do they have to be? Do they have to be five games out? Do they have to what be... What do you mean by reshuffle? Just Because yeah. I, I don't know if I'm it's understanding. And I don't want to, like... Kind of fight back yeah. if we're actually saying the same thing. So, Good call. for instance, let's just let's trade a few people real quick. Let's just say we get rid of Dylan Carlson, right? They trade Dylan Carlson, they trade Jack Flaherty, they go out, they get a, a different pitcher, they get some more pitching that comes back a little mm-hmm. bit younger, cost controlled, that would be in the rotation next year, but they're going to help you in the second half. Mm-hmm. And also, you get rid of some players that mm, ne- not necessarily are doing all too much on the offensive side of things. Do you, you understand where I'm getting at? Is are your you pitching su- better in the second half? Okay, let's let's do it this way. Are you are you entertaining the Cardinals making a comeback for a playoff push? I think that's what I'm trying to figure out what you're getting at. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Are they doing so who are a you soft keep, retool? Who are you keeping mid-season? Then? Who are you keeping then in this soft retool? That that's the question. We need to get down to the brass Well, for tacks. sure. I mean, obviously we don't know but, that, for, but, but for you, you're you're Mo. Let's say yeah. the Cardinals are because the deadline it's it's July nineteenth, yeah, August first is the deadline. So we're only talking about two weeks, roughly. In the next two weeks, you're Mo. Yeah, what are you doing if the Cardinals are they're ten games back now? Let's say they're seven. 
seven. Yeah. Mm, I think my threshold. Let's say there's six. I think my threshold is six. My threshold is four. Four. I I haven't changed that. They get within four games back. I'm now. I'm still selling. I'm still selling. I I still believe they need to sell. They need to sell, but I also think that in the process of selling, you can get those cost-controlled pitchers that I think will ultimately help you in the second half because this pitching staff is not that good anyway. So you're saying that, yeah, I agree, Jamie. You're You're saying saying the same thing. So you could make a push based on just reshuffling your roster for the second half. We're all in agreement here. We still have to sell certain pieces regardless. And we're not going to get Rich Hill. Like, no, I think thank that, you. That's yeah. no, but that's kind of what the thought. You know, that's where I thought you were headed. No, it's like no, retool where no. let's, let's get a couple Lance of Lynn. guys. I think that I think you can still, if you get close enough to where you're kind of in that debate internally of like, woof, what do we do here? Yeah, no. Guess what? You continue to fulfill your trades that mm-hmm. you're going to do, and then you work with the guys you bring in, and you never know. Mm-hmm. Like right. you, you, you ride the the lightning as much yeah. as you can. The the only the only way. That I think, and, and leave us a text. Leave us a text message or a mic drop on this. Three one four three nine nine ninety six forty six is the Air Comfort Service tax line. Or if you want to leave us a mic drop via the one hundred one ESPN app, you can. What what would change for you where you're actually keeping some of the guys that have been discussed in trades? We're not talking about Goldschmidt. I have brought him up, but nobody else has. The Cardinals have have stated anything could happen, but that's not going to happen. We're talking about Montgomery, Flaherty, O'Neal, DeYoung, mm-hmm. Hicks, Stratton, maybe, maybe, maybe Carlson, maybe, maybe Carlson, maybe Newt Bar. Okay, see Newt. But I have an idea for that. All right, but I, where where are you where you're like okay, what needs basically what needs to happen for you to say mm-hmm. I can't I can't give these guys up. I have to add a rich hill because mm-hmm. we we could get in this Take it back. to me then nothing n- there's nothing that could happen nope that would change my mind on that so when i'm thinking of like what part of the standings you need to be at to have this sort of soft rebuild i'm thinking okay can this team get those cost controlled pitchers that can make an impact mm-hmm. for not only next year but maybe the second half can they do that if jordan montgomery does stay with the team like jamie was saying Okay, Can you I, get those pitchers so without getting rid of Jordan Montgomery? I have an interesting comment to a text that was just sent sent in. So I want to stay in this lane. Yeah, so do I. All right, we'll carry this over. We'll talk about the text and Jamie's reaction to it next on 101 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're right back 
to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I can see it now. It's August of 2023. The Cardinals just finished a somewhat successful July. Slowly creeping back into the standings, causing them not to trade anyone who's a pending free agent. And then they go on to lose 7 of 9 in August and are right back 10 games back. And everyone's wondering, why did we fall for... July when we saw the first half of the season. Thank you, Matt. He's right. He's absolutely right. I'll tell you why. Because if Mo starts to think like Jamie and Marsh, you get all excited because they start teasing you with a couple of wins in July against half-rate teams like the Washington Nationals. I'm going to stop you right there. Then you're going to be in the same spot. All I've said today, um, and... It's, it's great. You, no, it's not actually. You can go back and listen to it on the podcast. You can record it. You can do whatever the hell you want with the audio because no, my no. audio has said that no. I'm not diverting from the plan. You are. No. I'm not. You absolutely are. I'm not. Why don't Stop you, it. Stop why being don't you like go, that. Why don't you go ahead and tell uh, our people what just transpired in the break between you and our outstanding sales guy, Ollie, who mm. came in here. The same stuff Singing I just your praises. You. You guys are high five. Honestly, and, yeah, yeah, we're on the same page. What the hell is your problem right now? Let's not trade. What we happened? can still win this thing. Did you not take your medication in the break like you're supposed to? I actually didn't. No. Yeah. Well, you can tell. <laughs> I've literally said that I would follow through with trading everybody the same way, no matter what. The only thing I said is I would attempt to re-sign Jordan Montgomery. Marsh, what'd you hear? He's I heard a bunch in. of nonsense. He's back Marcia, in. he literally said, He's you and I in. are on the same page. Nah, I wasn't nah. listening. Yeah, no, I know. I didn't I, say it. I don't blame you. Hey, it's him. All right, Anthony, before I choke you. What's, wow. your, what's your text message say? <laughs> the, there's a texter that texted. By the way, you can jump in at any time you want at 314-399-9646. That's your comfort service text line. If you're watching on YouTube right now, it might go black <laughs> for a couple of seconds. but I might. So, yes. Somebody talked about um, you're almost all from the 314. Says you're almost already paying Wayno 20 million. I would definitely take that money and give it to Montgomery. Mm-hmm. So, part two of this is from the 636. Says you're talking about paying Monty number two money. He never has and never will be a number two. Okay. You're paying Adam Wainwright right now almost 20 million. And he's a number five at best this year. He is. And on another team, he may not even be on the team mm-hmm. because he, he just he hasn't performed well, whether it's injuries or I don't care. You're paying him almost $20 million for what you've got. Why wouldn't you take that $20 million? And even if Monty's a number three, who cares? Pay him. You're paying almost $20 million for a number five right now. So, one, allocate your money properly. And two, you're going to have to get into the modern times here of what pitchers get on the open market. If you want to keep guys, you're going to have to pay them what the open market can give them. Right. I Look, I don't think Montgomery's going to resign with you, but I do agree, Jamie, with the idea of bringing him back. That we can agree on. 
bring bring him back. I would love to do. I don't know if it Offer happens. him a contract. I don't know if it I happens. I don't think it will. We'll see. I don't think it will. I think he's going to go someplace else. However, Jamie, to your point about the contracts right now for starting pitching, you can't say things like, "Well, you can't pay this guy such and such," and then complain about your starting pitching when the Cardinals don't do anything. They got to the point by not being aggressive in the market. And the market dictates how much guys are going to get paid. Not you. Well, the market dictates that. Anthony, look at the real estate market, okay? So sure. if we jump off the rails just for a second here, you go back here a couple of years, a $200,000 house was getting 250000 They're getting 50000 35000 over list price. No inspections, no any, because we just want the house. Mm-hmm. So unless you were ready and willing to jump into the craziness and overpay for a home that you know the value, but it's a $200,000 home, great. Then stay in your other home because you're not going to get this one unless you're ready to play ball and overspend. Right. So it's the same concept. And that's fine, by the way. You don't want to be chasing bad money, but at the same time, we're talking about ball players and you're talking about trying to improve your team. You can't just say, well, Monty's not worth such and such. You don't know that. If the Yankees are willing to pay it, if the Red Sox are willing to pay it, if the Padres are willing to pay it, if the Dodgers are willing to pay it, that's the price for Jordan Montgomery. That's kind of the bottom line. So, Anthony, this is what I don't like. And it goes right back to what you just said about people just flip-flopping, talking out of both sides of their mouth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we get a good text, and trust me, I appreciate all the texts. And I appreciate the discussion, but from the 314, it says, so you overpay for your number five, and therefore it's okay to overpay other pitchers? That's not what he said. No. And I said, no, that's not, like, first of all, thank you again for the text, but that's not what I said at all. I said, you're paying a number five almost $20 million. Why wouldn't you pay a number three $20 million? Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, look around the league at twos and threes and even some fours are making $20 million plus. Yeah. If you're not ready to jump into... The big, the big dog park. You're never. You're just going to end up with Rich Hill. You're going to end up with Stephen Matz. You're going to end up like that's all you're going to end up with. And then, the fan base is going to be like, "Well, why didn't they spend?" Right. Well, you're just telling me right now. You're like, "Don't spend money. Don't overpay for this." But then you're like, "But why don't they spend?" Jamie, which I, one is it? I get, and I to your to your to what you just said. I guarantee there were people at the time that said Marcus Stroman got too much. I'm glad the Cardinals didn't sign him. Nathan Eovaldi got too much. I'm glad the Cardinals didn't spend on him. And then two years later, they're like, "Well, why didn't you go after Stroman or Eovaldi?" We can't be reactionary when we're talking about something that the Cardinals desperately need. Now, I think the Cardinals get into they have gotten into problems before. They've gotten into trouble. When they view one player in a certain way, i.e. Dexter Fowler, we need a set we we need a center fielder and we need a leadoff guy. No, you want a center fielder and you want a leadoff guy so you can move Matt Carpenter out of the leadoff spot and move him down in the order into more of an RBI spot. You want that. You don't necessarily need it. And if you think that you need it, well, that's how you get Dexter Fowler for five years at eighty something million dollars. He was grossly overpaid. That's one guy. We're talking about rebuilding an entire pitching staff. Well, and bullpen. You don't have, right, exactly, the entire pitching staff. You don't have the luxury of saying, well, I'm not going to pay $20 million for a starting pitcher with a track record. That's what it cost 
for a starting pitcher with the track record. Yeah. If not, look for one-year deals. Look for one-year deals. <laughs> but but the one-year deals are going to be guys that are, are again, Anthony. I know exactly. It'll but I'm talking to the people, and people are like, "Well, why the hell didn't we do this?" Jamie, you and I agree. I'm talking to the people that are balking at the 20 million for Jordan Montgomery. Folks, that's what it's going to cost. That's it what it's going to cost. And if you're listen, if you're not willing to spend that on Jordan Montgomery, fine, fine. Right. You're going to have to spend it on someone else. Sure. You're literally spending it on, on on Adam Wainwright, and I know some of that is a courtesy contract too for everything he's done. He took yes. less the year before, and we're, I'm just using him as a a marker on this. Right. But you go around the league, there are a lot of Adam Wainwright esque players that are a four or five, and they're making seventeen to twenty one million. Anywhere in between that. Yeah. So why not give a two or a three? Mm-hmm. If, if you don't think Monty's a number two, fine. He's number three. Great. I'd still give him $20 million. Sports 6 back is next. If you got a question for us, you can send it in 314-399-9646. That's our Air Conference Service text line. So if you got a question for Jamie and I, our Sports 6 back is next right here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for the fast lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me. The sports six pack is refreshed by Maggie O'Brien's, your go-to Irish pub in St. Louis for over forty-two years. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. Sometimes Marsh has some one-liners that are outstanding. Well, I think sometimes we forget just how much younger Marsh is than us. And we Made start re- referencing things. Or he's a like, reference I, to Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah. He's like, I don't know who He goes, that is. Anthony, I don't well, know what. Now. Anthony, I don't know what that is. You <clears throat> said what that is. I know who, who that, that is. is. That yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. He's a coach for the, I believe it was the. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. Well, the San Diego Chargers, that's how I know him. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I believe he's with Washington, too. He was with a lot, it seems. It's, so, yeah. And, and he, didn't he coach the Chiefs, too? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He was, threw a dart Marty Schottenheimer was an outstanding coach. His the, the problem was always he'd get the team into the postseason uh, and he'd do something <clears throat> within the game he'd to shore it up. Mm. He would Schottenheimer it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He was mm. with. Uh, he was with the Chargers, the Redskins, the Chiefs, the Browns for a little bit. The Lions. He was a linebackers coach for the Lions. Yeah, the Chargers have one of those guys on uh, on the field right now. They do on the sidelines. Yes, they do. They like those guys. Yeah. Mm. Question one, please. Question number one. All right, from the three one four. What is what is your all's confidence? What is y'all's confidence level in the Cards making the correct moves? Oh, that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> wow. Anthony. I mean, that's a good question. But that that is the whole... Let's just say this. What's your confidence level overall? Not in that the players... Because we, we have no idea if the players are going to pan out. Whoever they get to the deadline, whether it's AAA guys, big league talent, the 4A guy that is on the cusp of going to the big leagues, but just not quite there. Whoever they get. We have no idea how they're going to pan out. But what's your confidence level to the texter's question, Jamie? In Mo crushing this deadline. We sit here two or three years later. Did we have to use the word crushing? I don't know. Like yeah, when you put it, crushed that, it when I when you put it that way, I feel like I don't have any confidence in that. 
But if you put it to like where you say where John Mosaylock improves this team, he's, I feel like he's going to do that. But it started at the deadline. I think that when we look at what what Doug Armstrong did at the deadline last year, we say that was the start. He made other moves, but yeah. that was the start. And in fairness to Mo, he hasn't have he has not had a trade deadline yet. So in two months, yeah, I think Mo's going to do right by the team. I do. I think people forget that, look, as much as you may not like his tone, you may not like the way he delivers his message. His you, bow ties. You may not like the bow tie. You may not like everything he's ever done uh, with the Cardinals organization. It's still a, it, he's been a f- successful baseball person. And sometimes you can't let emotion just override the fact that Moe's had a gut punch this year. Mm-hmm. He has. And, and I said this the other day. I feel like this is the first time where he's like, okay, it's go time. Like I really have to fix the problem here. Yeah. And I think that he's gonna he's gonna tap into every resource he possibly can as far as scouts and other people that he knows and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to do a good job. I do. I, I have confidence that Mo is gonna do what's right for the team. Well, what, the only other time that he is kind of... I don't of, have confidence of him like signing guys and getting the contracts right in the offseason. But that's not, and we've talked about this, that's not all him. That's He's got ownership. You're right. That he's got to go through there too. But how about this though? Let's just take a step back. Let's be fair. Mm. The Randy Arena trade, that one was... I don't know if they, they weren't really... The Cardinals weren't really selling, so to speak. So let's just put that to the side. Same thing with Arenado, same thing with Goldschmidt. Uh-huh. Same thing with Ozuna. Those were players that the Cardinals were pursuing, and they knew they were getting what was supposed to be the best player in the deal. When Mo has done the smaller deals in which he has quote-unquote sold, whether that's Luke Weaver for Gallegos or Tommy Pham for bad timing now with Henesis Cabrera, but getting Henesis Cabrera for a couple of years in the Tommy Pham deal, when he sold, quote unquote, for Lackey, you know, giving up Alan Craig. I mean, he has done he's done pretty well. Not all not all blockbusters, not all yeah. wins for, for Mo, but he's done he's done fairly well. So I'll give him I'll give him a shot. Yeah, I, I think you have to. I mean, he didn't get to be the president of baseball operations for being an absolute moron. Right. Agreed. You know, like people forget that he worked his way up through the system. He worked his way up from whatever scouting to lower management to GM to now president of baseball operations to one of the most successful franchises. Right. We haven't had a World Series win in, in since what 2011. Mm-hmm. I get it, but still a very successful franchise overall. Let's give him a chance. This is the first deadline where he really has to shake and move and do things the right way. Let's see what he does. Deal. Question number two. This one comes from the 636. Jamie, do you believe that Vladimir Tarasenko is regretting asking for a trade from the Blues based on the free agency that he is having right now? No, I don't think he regrets that at all. I don't. I don't think he cares about that one bit. I think what he regrets is uh, maybe thinking he was better than he is. Whoa. No, seriously, though. Do you think he does think that way, though? No, he doesn't. That's the problem. That's why he's still unsigned. Honestly, uh, that's why I asked. Because if he if, if he was fair or um, at least you know whatever you call it, uh, his own internal realistic realistic mm-hmm. that's thank you Anthony. God, buddy. Um, if he was realistic about his own evaluation of him as a player, mm-hmm. he'd be signed right now. He'd have signed a four million dollar contract somewhere. 
Because let's be honest, Vladimir Tarasenko has less value overall than Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly hit it out of the park with 4.5, but he got that because that's a Nashville team that had a very specific vision for Ryan O'Reilly with that club. They're yeah. changing the culture. They need leadership. If I'm Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, what is he, 34 right now, I think mm. is what he is? Marshy, you're supposed to know this stuff. Off the top of my head? No. Well, I figure we, I'd give you a chance. Hey, to... we have asked you several times to, to know every single player well, in every single sport. I've got their, it here. He's 31. Birthdays. Never mind. He's 31. I knew that. So if I was Vladimir Tarasenko, I'd look to get a three-year deal, but make it, like, modest. Average it out at $4 million a year. Yeah. Go play for a team that is going to play you. Now he's going to end up at a one-year deal somewhere and it's not going to be the price tag that he wants Ottawa made their trade so if the Senators were the hot team on the market like they're going to get Tarasenko all they have to do is move Alex to Brinkett they did mm-hmm. like over a week ago and they still haven't signed Vladimir Tarasenko the Carolina Hurricanes are supposed to be the other team they're now talking about other players bringing other guys like Tarasenko's his name isn't even out there right mm-hmm. now guys so I think his biggest regret is probably overvaluing what he is as a player at this point in his career. And maybe his agent did that. Maybe that's why he fired the agent. I'm not sure. Yeah. And I think that one of the things he he would regret is everything that went down here in St. Louis. Didn't have to be made public. Mm-hmm. His agent made it public because they wanted to be aggressive and they wanted to force Army to trade him. I believe it's bl- it's blown up in his face. Army said, uh-uh-uh. Not today. Army said, yeah, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Question number three. From the 636, what is your favorite hobby outside of sports? Oh, wow. Hobby. Hmm. What do I do, Anthony? I don't really do anything else. That's not true. I do a lot of stuff. Drinking hobby? What would you, yeah, what would you consider, Anthony, come on, what would you consider a hobby? Fishing? That's not yeah, sports fishing. That's a good sports, hobby. though. Boating? Is that a hobby? No. Is oh, it? No, yeah, it is. I it's love, not sports related. I mean, I love boating. Unless you're like competitive. Like not really. Like, I'm not like speed boating. competing. No, I like right. to just get on the lake. Yeah. I like to be out on the lake. I do. I love it. Grew up on the lake. So for me, going yeah. back to the, the lake is like just my zen. I'm so busy with other stuff. I don't really have a hobby. I wish I had more time to do it, but I do love... Like mowing the grass and yeah, that's not a landscaping it's just kind and of like things a, like, like that. A chore. Yeah, uh, not to me, guys. Not what to about me. Like, find great peace in it? What about like working out? Yeah, working is that out. a hobby? Yeah, yeah, I would I think say so. Well, then there, that's my hobby. I like that. I enjoy it. I do too. I do as well. Why wouldn't be? Why wouldn't uh, like taking care of the house be essentially a hobby? I don't know. Uh, oh, someone said uh, Jamie collecting speedos. You're not wrong. That is a hobby of yours. And that yeah. collection is growing. Hmm. I also love hmm. uh, to. I get down the rabbit hole sometimes for like look like researching history. You know, like the like the JFK assassination yeah. or something like that. Like going down that rabbit hole and diving into historical events that happen. But they they got to be specific or like historical events. I have an. In- I guess I have like the a- end of the dinosaurs. You know, like what yeah. happened, stuff like that. I don't know if this is a hobby, but I like going to see uh, like midnight premiere movies. Mm. So not at midnight. Movies though. would be the hobby. Yeah, seeing movies. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go see Oppenheimer. Okay, coming up here soon. I, I hear that that's supposed to be like 
really good. I don't know what I've heard. I don't know what Oppenheimer is. What is it? Really? It's about the guy who basically invented the atomic bomb. Oh. Yeah. It's like a biopic of him, directed by Christopher Nolan. No kidding. Yeah, so it should be a good one. The original Batman. Not the original Batman. Christopher Nolan, didn't he do? Well, that's not the original Batman. The with Michael Keaton? No. He did the one with Heath Ledger. That's the Dark Knight. Batman Begins. Who did the original? That would be Tim Burton. (laughs) Tim Burton did the original one. Thank you, Marshall. 573. Private message me, Staltz. I got some landscaping for you to do. (laughs) I could use the money. I don't, but yeah, that's good call. You can pay for a hobby. Anthony's fingers have been hurting lately. (laughs) You know what my favorite hobby is to get paid for? Landscaping and mowing and things like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't know where you're going there. But that's what I thought ultimately. Anthony, we were pressed for time, but I have one more question from the 618, and it has to do with quarterbacks. Should we get into it? Yes. Next on question number four. Oh, yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Three hundred two. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. So we shocked March by uh, by not doing the the rest of the Sports Six back there. He said he had a quarterback question. Hey, why not, right? Why don't we carry that puppy over? So what's your question? Yeah, it's from the 618. Seriously, answer this. I have a question, and please talk about this. In the NFL, if a quarterback like Desmond Ritter was traded in the draft for a first and a second, then they draft an average quarterback, but then Ritter goes and wins an MVP, that GM would be fired and ousted from the NFL. Well, Mo did ex- that essentially with Randy A. Alcantara and Gallon. So why isn't he fired? But given excuses. Well, have you seen Sandy Alcantara today? I wouldn't want that. Guy. No. Give up four runs in the first inning. First of all, what did you do after that? Uh, first <laughs> of all, Anthony. <laughs> let's talk about this. Desmond Ritter won in the MVP. Yeah, and a one, and, and he's in going what, for a, a one and two, and he's going for a one and two. What universe? I understand. I understand the nature of the question. Mosaic's got a track record. That's that's the difference. And you may not like the track record, but the DeWitt family is very loyal to their guys. Whether whether you think it's right or wrong, very loyal to their guys. 
Tony was here for a long time. Of course, Tony, you know, Tony had a good track record. He's a David, he is he is certainly a winner. But it's not like Tony didn't have any lean years either. They the the Cardinals. Okay. The Cardinals, to me, if you want to do the crossover comparison with football, the Cardinals to me have always been either one of two franchises, the Steelers or the Packers. And I've compared them to the Packers. Did Marty Schottenhammer ever? No, no, okay. never Just made their way. Track. Never crossed those off my list. Never made their way. Yeah, made his way to there. But the Steelers have long been the organization that does not get rid of head coaches quickly. They they when they hire you, they believe in you, they give you what you need, and they support you throughout. Bill Cowher was there for a long time without winning a Super Bowl. Don't forget, he won a Super Bowl and retired. He was there a long time. A lot of people pushed against it. He'll never get it done. He'll never get it done. Never get it done. He got it done. Won it. Then they replace him with Mike Tomlin. And Mike Tomlin has been there for a long time as well. And he's won himself a Super Bowl. There's other you know, other teams that they cycle through coaches and GMs quickly. Every four years, they're going through it. Well, every time you do that, you get that fresh bump as a fan base because you're excited. It's something new. But what else are you doing? You're replacing your roster a lot of times. You're trying to reestablish the culture. And then you're supposed to win. It's very difficult. So I don't blame the Cardinals or the Steelers or the Packers for saying, we believe in our guys until we're given a reason not to. Mm-hmm. That's what happened with Matheny. That's what that's really what happened with Mike Matheny. Mike Matheny had some had some years where you could tell the team was getting worse. Made it to the World Series, then the NLCS. Then the NLDS, then the wild card, then they missed the playoffs. And then all of a sudden you started to hear about some of the things going on in the clubhouse. And I felt, and I said at the time, that there was a point where DeWitt finally said, I can no longer protect you. I can't I can't make up for what's what's going on here. Mm-hmm. So he he was let go. Should he have done the same thing with Mo? Maybe. But when you look at the track record for Mo. Wins the World Series in 11. World Series roster in 2013. Yes, he had the same track record as Matheny, but then you get to an NLCS in 2019. You navigate the team through the pandemic. It is only recently where the pitching staff has really fallen off. Why is the pitching staff falling off? Because they, they knew they needed more offense. Can you explain away some of these things? Even the Ozuna trade. Can you explain that one? Yeah. Giving up Sandy Alcantara and Zach Allen in that deal certainly hurt. Do you know the player everybody talked about the most, though? If we're going to do the revisionist history thing, and let's be honest about this as Cardinals fans, do you know the player that everybody talks about the most? Jose. Magnera Sierra. Oh. Mags. Oh, you gave up Mags. Everybody talked about Magnera Sierra because they had just seen him in spring training. He was exciting. He was fast. And, oh, this could you just gave away a promising outfielder. He's done nothing at the big league level. But now, of course, now that we've seen the results of everything, why did you give up Zach Gallen? Why did you give up Sandy Alcantara for two years of Ozuna? They didn't want Ozuna. They wanted Stanton, and they wanted Yelich. Stanton told them to get bent, and the Marlins told them to get bent on Yelich. So they wound up with Ozuna. Laughably a gold glover. But somebody who also was had had a had a a brief track record there offensively of putting up some big time numbers. They wanted him to pair with Goldschmidt, so they didn't ruin the back half of Goldschmidt's career. 
Can you explain some of those things? You can. Was it ultimately the, the a bad move? A hundred percent. But I I don't think just saying, well, he should have been he should have been fired based on that move alone. I think that's reactionary. And I think if we're being honest, we're emotional right now because our Cardinals are in shambles. And we want somebody to pay for it. If that's the mentality that we're going to have, then Doug Armstrong should have been fired too. Yes. A number of times. Yes. Because not everything that Army's done has been perfect. Right. He's made no, but he's made a lot of great moves, but yeah. th- think about some of it. I remember the Kevin Shattenkirk deal. <clears throat> I was I was furiated at the time. That they didn't yeah. they inf- infuriated. I was furious. I screw, oh, you were fur- you were furious. furious. I screw up words all the time, so we're just yeah. I'm not I'm just yeah, you sometimes you like sometimes you help me, which really so, makes it weird that you're the so one like trying the, to correct. No, 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 Jamie, you help Does me on this. Marsh helps me on this. I'm yeah. helping him. Just it's I'm gonna screw up a word. It's probably in the gauntlet. I feel like that was a really weird time for you to do it, though, Marsh. That would infuriate me if you did that. Mm. Well done. Nice. That would infuriate me. I don't know what that means. <laughs> By the way, it was a uh, defensive end, not a first rounder. I'm, I goofed on that one. So do you think Ritter could get a? De- uh, could go for a defensive end in a second rounder. Yeah, I think he could yeah. get a, a fourth round backup defensive end. Yeah, somebody would give that up for Ritter. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Does any of this make sense? By Anthony, the way? you're making a ton of sense. Yeah, you're awesome. <laughs> I mean, let's, you sat there. You haven't let's listened. be honest. When they traded, maybe not <laughs> Sandy you Alcantara. You're googling something. I am. I am. Maybe not Sandy Alcantara, but how many people do you think knew who Zach Gallen was? That, not like many. the average Cardinal fan. No, he's a he was a the, what a fourth round pick. He was like the yeah, he's like the twentieth uh, ranked prospect or something in the organization. It wasn't a good trade. It wasn't, but at the time, every everybody was bitching. You didn't have enough right. offense. But every GM slash president has the hits and misses. Yes, go through the history of time. Not one GM. Has never screwed up. It's impossible. It's impossible. Now, the key for Mo at this point is this is the crescendo moment. Like now he has to perform. Mm, now right. he has to he has to right the ship. Like so Army yes. whether Army letting Petro walk or losing certain players or trading the wrong mm-hmm. guy. What all of that came to a head this year when the team was not good. And Army knew how to respond. He made some really solid moves. Mm-hmm. And he's got this team set up now for a really quick retool on the fly. I think that's what Cardinal Nation wants from John Mozeliak is now's your time to perform. Yes. Now's the time to make the decisions. Now's the time to get a little crazy, think outside the box, and change what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll know after the deadline how this team is trending. And I wonder... What Cardinal fans are thinking, if Mo does do a really good job, he's going to be in place for the rest of his contract, which mm-hmm. means a lot of fans that want him he's gone. going to be anyways, Marshy, I can tell you. Well, that. let's just play the game here for a second. All right. A lot of fans probably don't want him in his position anymore, but if he does a pretty knockout job here at the deadline and going to the next year, gets his team back to where they should be, you know, he's going to be around for a while. Ollie's probably going to be here for a while. Mm. So I wonder how Cardinal fans are, are are feeling right now. Do they want Mo to essentially screw up so maybe he's out and they can get a new regime in? Yeah. Or do they want him to essentially get this team back to where it should be and then he's still in place for the foreseeable future? It's an interesting question. It is. I'll say this. We'll end here. 
I know I'm, I probably ticked off a lot of people in what I was saying and breaking down the, the most stuff. Especially because Jamie. Especially Jamie and especially people that just want us to holler about the terrible job Mo has done and he should be fired. I'll say this, just f- from my standpoint. If Mo botches this deadline, I will I will be the first person, at least on these airwaves, to say he needs to step down. I agree with Jamie. I do, I do not think that he's going to be fired. But if he botches this deadline... Holding on to guys, getting, I don't know, like single A, you know, guys that are in single A and they're outfielders or they're infielders that he wants to turn an outfield. I, I will say, hey, it's time. It's time. It's done. Because this, I think, be, is a golden opportunity. But why would he step down? He's not. If he, if he made those decisions and trades and acquisitions, he's it's not. because he thinks that's the right that's what I'm Solution. saying for, for myself. But then after, he won't step down. He, he's not. Because he'd be like, no, I made those decisions knowingly. Like, I wanted that. He, he'll he say that. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, I'm just saying for those that I just ticked off oh, for the last 10 minutes. You'll call for his resignation. Yes. Will you because start, I think people, people, will you start an they official just want petition, us to say that. Anthony? No. Will the, you go door to door and get people to sign it? No, because that's useless. What? Yeah. Somebody's you don't doing think that. You handed no. that to the DeWitts and you had, you know, 1,200 signatures. They would, I'll tell you what they would do. They would, <laughs> I would, I would say, hey, Anthony Stalter, 101 ESPN here. I got a petition and I got people that signed this, some bitch, all right? Please fire this guy, all right? They would look at me and they go, who are, who are you? <laughs> I would love to who see are it, you? though. What is this? I like, like, are you selling some Girl of the signatures cookies? What in, is this? In crayon. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I got, the first three, the first three will be my kids. <laughs> and Killian writes his uh, name like huge, so the course. most of it will be that size. I honestly want you to do that now. Yeah, let's go start a petition. Any petition? Is any petition? I mean, I'm sure in the history of time, petitions actually. Well, yeah. worse. But you ever get those? You're like, yeah, I'll sign this. Look at you. You're just you got nothing I going on. I always sign a fictitious. It's name. like here you go. You got, you got nothing going on with your life, I, do you? I always you sign go. a fictitious name. Somebody, like Gordy Howe. <laughs> Holy crap, you, Susie, you got Gordy Howe on here. Have you ever seen the movie Slapshot? Yes. Okay, so Reggie Dunlop, the player coach, you know, Paul Newman's character. Yeah. Reggie Dunlop has signed so many things in my lifetime. <laughs> People are like, hey, oh, yeah, here you go, Reggie yeah, Dunlop. There we go. Yeah, take care. You'd be good now. Yeah. All right, it's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We're going to play Are You Sold? Are You Sold on Certain Ideas next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Time to play Are You Sold here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. I am. So, Let's play, let's play it. What do you got for us, Marsh? All right, let's start off. Are you sold on the Cardinals making a second-half push? They are 4-1 since the break and have won seven of their last nine games. Wow. A push a push to at least be considered a playoff team? Like yeah. That, like a wild-card team, at least? Make the playoffs, yeah. Mm. Yes. You're sold on them. Mm-hmm. I, I was not expecting to hear that. I did not expect that from him. Well, you can still sell and then also get back into the right. This this yeah. division but sucks. Anthony, you've compared them to hot garbage several times. They have been hot garbage. I, th- I think we need to say that. Like everybody's got hurt feelings about this, you know? 
How did you call our Cardinals hot garbage? Or how could you call us hot? They, you have been. Mm. You have been hot garbage. But I think you're going to play like not hot hot garbage in the second half. And I think like I think teams like the Reds and the Cubs and the Brewers, after they trade Corbin Burns or somebody, they're going to wave the white flag even though they're in first place. It's going to happen. We've seen that. So, yeah. yeah, I think those teams are going to play like hot garbage. I think the Cardinals are going to sneak back in this. They're the Cardinals. They always do this crap. Yeah. Um, so You're what, welcome, St. Louis. What leads me to believe that they could get back into this is just the games that they do have against divisional opponents. Like, I think they've got eight against the Cubs before the trade deadline. Like, I know the Cubs aren't in first place, but they are sitting there in third right now. You're, what, two and a half games back of the mm-hmm. Cubs. You have eight games against those guys. You could find yourself in second place by maybe second, but certainly third, pushing for second by the deadline. So you're feeling the dance? I am. You're feeling the flow? But I'm only feeling the flow, Anthony, Mm -hmm. if they continue down the path of making this right by addressing what they need with the pitching staff. I'm not feeling the flow if they want to add Lance Lynn and Rich Hill at the deadline and make a push for it. Agreed. Completely agree, Jamie. I take Lance Lynn for next year. Although he's going to want $20 million. I can't give him that. I'll give him six an incentive. Six. Listen, he's not coming back here. Give him six. I don't think he was happy. I have no intimate knowledge of this. I just don't think he was happy the way things kind of wound up. So I No, don't I don't think he back. was at all. I think he liked playing in St. Louis. I think he wasn't yeah. happy with the way things went down. But that's a whole different regime. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know? Are you guys sold on the Ravens winning the AFC North? Pharaoh Analytics has the Ravens winning the North with 11 and a half wins. This same model predicted the past two Super Bowl champions. Really? I'm a big Baltimore Ravens believer. Now that they got the Lamar Jackson situation done, they got the contract, he's happy. More importantly, or just as important, I shouldn't say more importantly, just as importantly, they got an actual offensive coordinator in there, somebody that is going to oh, I don't know, not have the same routes run on the exact opposite sides where defenses can diagnose it in a heartbeat and uh-huh. have Lamar just run around and do his thing before he gets hurt, and then you blame Lamar. Yeah, Things like that. So I think Todd Munkin adding him, the defense is still very good. I like this Ravens team. Do you like them to be first place? Yes. I don't. I don't either. I don't. Bengals lost a lot, gentlemen. They still have a guy named Joe Burrow. What's he done? Uh, well, he got a team to the Super Bowl with no offensive line. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> Literally, the most yeah. sacked quarterback what else? What else has he in done? NFL history. Well, when you hold the ball as long as he does, you're going to get sacked. <laughs> their their yeah. offensive line was Anthony when he uh, was blocking for flag football. I played well. Yeah. Hung over. <laughs> I was hung over that day. Yeah, I, well. I was. It's your best game. Uh, it really was. <laughs> Yeah, just saying. Nobody got through me. <laughs> of course, I think I smelled. So yeah, I'm going the Bengals for that one. Are you sold on Netflix's untold documentary, Volume 3? This will feature Jake Paul, Johnny Manziel, Barry Bonds, and Urban Meyer's Florida Gators. What We're is this? Four different documentaries about all four of these people and, of course, team that I mentioned. So you know that Danbury Trashers? Yeah, one? yeah. That's, that's an untold Oh, document. yeah, I'm in. So these I'm in guys, for all. I'm in for all of everything you just said. Except for... I what agree. We, 
Jake Paul? So Jake Paul. I'm still in for that. I want to see how he's done. Because he boxed well, right? He was just a YouTube kind of weirdo. And then all of a sudden he just evolved. Like he's now he's a major player in the boxing game. Is he good? I know he's I know he's won a, he's his fine. fights. He's fine. Okay. But what he's done though is he has shown the boxers, the fighters about how much money they can actually make. And he's he's kind of called out the whole industry. And now boxers are getting, you know, more money on on promotions that he's running with his company. Guys are getting paid more money and he's like, "Well, how am I able to pay these guys more money? How is that possible that I can do it mm-hmm. and De La Hoya can't do it, and this promotion over here can't do it. It's basically and, the dirty business of boxing. Okay, I'm interested in that. I w- I would hope, I would love to see boxing make a huge comeback. Nothing against UFC. I know mm. UFC is wildly popular. I'm not I'm not doing the whole UFC versus boxing. I'm just talking about me personally. Growing up in an era, watching Mike Tyson, uh, I know, and watching some of the the '90s boxers. Holy crap! Those I guys used to are love it. The, I know the problem with boxing well, right Tyson's now. Tyson's alive. Yeah, but he's out of the sport, kind of. Unless you're Ray Jones Jr. You want to fight him, but the problem with boxing right now is their biggest selling fights are novelty fights. Like you have your, get some, you have Tyson Fury who draws. You know, it was it Wilder and Fury had a couple of good fights. That was mm-hmm. mega bucks there, but that's the two best in the game, mm-hmm. right? Problem right now is. All of the undercards or the, the the novelty boxing matches are making the money, like McGregor, Mayweather. Mm, right. Now you got Francis Ngannou, who's going to fight Tyson Fury. That's going to be huge. Jake Paul is making all this money because he's a novelty fight. Sure. And people want to see like something different because boxing has gotten boring. Well, we need the next Tyson. I agree. Should it be me? Yeah, go for it. All right. You're fine. I'll start training. Yeah. That's okay. how you're doing a couple of jumping jacks. You're good to go. Yeah. All right. By the way, Thanks Dad says, I would like to see briefs make a huge comeback. Briefs? Hmm. What about boxer briefs? Boxer briefs. I wear boxer briefs. So do Mm -hmm. I. Little tight ones here. Yeah. Keeps Mm -hmm. everything in track for you. Mm -hmm. I need it all tucked. I need the landing gear tucked up. Absolutely. It's like a little holster. Plus, well, plus it's not, you know. I don't want to wear, like boxers, I don't want to wear, I don't want to wear shorts, basically, and then jeans. I mean, come on. Boxers for me had uh, my landing gear just banging around just everywhere. everywhere. I was it's like, everywhere. I don't really, yeah. I don't really need that. I want my landing gear to be banging around at certain times, not all not the time. when I'm walking. Exactly. Correct, Anthony. Yeah. By the way, the Urban Meyer Florida Gators one. Oh, it's his be team with Tim Tebow, Aaron Hernandez, Hernandez all oh, those guys. Yeah. Awesome. Should be, should be fun. Have you guys watched the? I don't. I don't think it was an Untold, but it's the Aaron Hernandez Netflix documentary. Oh, yeah. That was on during COVID. There was like two different ones. Yeah, there's oh, two I of them. I seen them both. There was like an ESPN one, I think, and then there gotcha. was the uh, Netflix had it. Yeah, where they mm. dove into his past, like yeah. going all the way back to his childhood and mm. his dad passing, and how much that impacted what you know what happened. His brother right. played for UConn. He's a quarterback at UConn. They, they're from Bristol, right? And he he thought everybody kind of thought, well, he'll just follow, you know, go to his UConn with his brother. Mm-hmm. Urban Meyer gets involved. Father tragically passes away. I, there's a lot of things that were kind of set in motion with Aaron Hernandez that were fascinating. Yeah. That, that were brought out in that documentary. Last one here: Are you sold on the Angels not dealing Otani at the deadline? No, they're going to trade him. They have to. They, yeah. You have to. You can want to hang on to him, but if you're going to try and hang on to him, you better offer him that 600 or 700 million right yeah, now. I agree. 
And he might still say, I'm good. I'm more of the mindset that they could trade him and then make a serious push. I don't think he goes back. But I'm more of the mindset of they trade him and then try to make a, a serious push in the offseason to get him back. Yeah, I mean, you'd be a fool not to. Right. All right, we're going to play Around the Horn next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Around the horn here in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Anthony Salter. What do you got for us, Marshy? Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna go over a few of the players on the team, but let's start with Wilson Contreras, who is not in today's lineup. Uh, he's batting 365 in his last 15 games, three home runs, six runs batted in. Is this version of Contreras at the plate worth the amount of money that you signed him for? Uh, not this version, no. I think that the version, his like career norms, yes. This specific version of his entire season, no. But his his career norms, yes. What about this last stretch of games? Definitely. Yeah. You paid him to be a difference maker. Along with Goldschmidt, offensively you paid him to be a difference maker. Mm-hmm. Along with Goldschmidt and Arnato. Has Wilson Contreras been the guy all season that hits fifth, but you know, in that group? No. At times, absolutely. In fact, he could at one point maybe even be your your three hitter. I don't know if Nude is your best three hitter. Good, good overall, but yeah. not. I like that Goldschmidt Contreras Arenado when all three are going. Yeah, no kidding. So yeah, I would agree with you, Anthony. This is tricky with when it comes to... We just had this conversation essentially with Jordan Montgomery. It's tricky when you start to talk about, well, is he worth that money? Right. It's a separate conversation to me. I, I swear, Anthony, it's not a cop-out. What did Andrew Brandt say? You're worth what somebody's willing to pay you. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Let's go with Nolan Arenado next. He, of course, had Andrew the Brandt. walk-off home run. <laughs> Last night, uh, heading into this one, he's batting 358 in his last 15 games. Those five home runs, 15 runs batted in. Today, he is two for four with an RBI. Are we seeing another example of the offense going as Nolan Arenado goes? Ooh, I wouldn't say it that way. I would actually say we're, we're seeing this offense deliver what it's capable of 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 doing. Like it, it is. This is the ability of the entire offense. Nolan Gorman is going off today. Arenado's had a really great stretch. Willis Contreras has had a nice stretch. Brendan Donovan has a nice stretch. There, Jamie. At one point, I think you said this recently. When this offense is is firing on all cylinders, there's not an obvious out outside of Paul DeYoung with runners in scoring position and a and a double play <laughs> opportunity there. Outside of that. This offense, this offense is excellent. I don't think there's any doubt. I agree. The best part about it, it it doesn't always have to be Goldie or Arenado. Right. Where what, a couple of years ago, even last year for, for a big part of it was like how they go, the offense goes. Mm-hmm. And if they're not going, your offense is screwed. Very true. Yeah. 
Let's get into another Nolan. Nolan Gorman, who had a home run earlier today. Now he has a five-game hitting streak heading into this one. He had seven hits in his last seven games. He's up that to nine. And heading into this game, he had five ribbies with one home run. Are you starting to see signs of April in Nolan Gorman? And now, with his name sort of being floated out there in trade rumors, would you keep on to Nolan Gorman? So you want it. I would hold on to Nolan Gorman, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Depending on what the return is. So, Like, if it's Dylan Cease, I think I'd trade him. I mean, I, I would. Yeah. So there is, you know, there's always a price. Sure. But if it's just like in some of these other trades where we're just trying to acquire like young prospect that we're not sure of, and I, no. I just I'd look for somebody else to t- to trade. I think I'm gonna hang on to this kid. He's had a real solid season. Mm-hmm. He's got so much raw power. He's a difference maker with the flick of the wrist. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. Outside of pitching, like starting pitching. Young power lefties. I'm not getting rid of that. Not one bit. Who's his comp then? He's been inconsistent this year. Who would you compare him to from, you know, another team? Ooh. I think he's got. I think he's got the ability overall to maybe. I mean, I'll just go right off right off the top of my head here. Uh, man, he's a right-hander. Sorry. I was thinking of like Ryan Mountcastle of, of Baltimore, but he's well, he's a thirty to forty home run guy, so it doesn't matter if it's a righty or a lefty that you're comparing him to. Do you know what I'm saying? Ryan Mountcastle is the guy that I initially thought of from Baltimore. Somebody that's got legit power could be an RBI guy for it, depending on what's what about like Schwarber. Schwarber's a great one. Sure. Yeah, I'm just thinking like the mm-hmm. power. You know. Yep. Yeah. Schwarber's a great man. Obviously, he's lefty. So yeah. That, work, that works. Well, I Jamie mean, wins. The Schwarber comp, as we established months ago, is Alec Burleson. <laughs> very oh, true. If you remember that conversation. Yeah, very true. Uh, we get a text from the Air Comfort, sec- or Air Comfort text line. Whoa. Uh, th- from the Air six- Comfort sex line? Wow. When did we change? I don't know, but I'm in. Oh, we can sell. Oh, boy. This staff can sell anything. Anthony. Yeah, they can. My goodness. They're working hard. Uh, from the Air Comfort are. text line, the 636 <laughs> says, I almost feel Donovan has more value to this team. He goes, the offense goes. So let's bring up Brendan Donovan here. Heading into this game, he's batting 350 in his last 30 games, an OBP of 424 in his last 30 games. How many home runs, Marshall? 11 home yeah. runs. Is Brendan Donovan making a guy like Tommy Edmond tradable? Oh, wow. How about we get into that? We kind of had this conversation yesterday, but in, in regards to a different player. I was going to say, Brendan Donovan's success kind of makes a couple of guys expendable. Well, Jamie, let's talk about it next in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Fastlane on 101 ESPN. So, Marsh, you laid it out there. There was a texter that said, hey, Brendan Donovan is 
Brendan Donovan goes, the offense goes. Basically said Brendan Donovan is Mike Trout. Yeah, that's, that's what I heard. really what he was saying there. What, injured yeah. all the time? Wow. Because I don't think he is. Well, he said Brandon Donovan was better than Mike Trout. Oh, gotcha. Is, I think, what he said. Anyways, we we were having a conversation yesterday about Dylan Carlson and whether or not you trade him, assuming you're getting pitching. My question is, you've got, because we did the experiment, right? We're like, hey, offensively, no, different, on-air experiment, Jamie. All right. Where we were talking about, hey, let's let's put together this this lineup or this alf this this uh, construction defensive construction here. Let's see how different things are going to look post deadline. Mason Wynn was the only guy that we thought like, hey, come on up, bring him up. Everything, oh, yeah, nothing else changed. This lineup is going to look extremely different. Right, I was a fool. <laughs> now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> And the biggest reason in that case why why I was a fool, Jamie, is I completely forgot about Tommy Edmond coming back and likely being your everyday center fielder. And when that happens, you've got Donovan to serve, you've got Edmond to serve, you've got Newt Walker in the outfield. So here's your question. Does Brennan Donovan and Tommy Edmond make Dylan Carlson expendable? Or does Donovan and Edmund make each other one one of the the other expendable? Wow, for pitching, of course. I think, I think the answer is yes to all of it. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly, I think they're all expendable. Now that being said, if I had to put it in the power rankings, yeah, I think I would go. I think I would actually go Donovan, Carlson, Edmund. Hear me out. How old is Tommy Edmund? 26. 26, 27, right? Yeah. Dylan Carlson's 24. Got a lot of team control on a player that just, like, he's still so young. Mm-hmm. He plays center field. Tommy Edmund's 28. So Okay, so you have four years. Hmm. What could Dylan Carlson be? Like, we're getting glimpse of his, glimpses of it here in the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. It's like, if this is what he can be, like, he doesn't have to be a superstar. I guess the, it goes back to your argument then and the thought of, well, Edmund can play anywhere on the diamond. Mm-hmm. Carlson can't. No, he can't, but he can play anywhere in the outfield. Yeah. And if you hang on to Brendan Donovan, and let's say Tommy Edmund's the one you trade, Donovan is Edmund. Uh, Donovan is why Edmund can be traded, because you have another guy who play any position. So, again, if I do the power rankings of how I view them, Donovan at number one, Dylan Carlson at number two, and Tommy Edmond at number three. Mm. And I really like Tommy Edmond. I don't really want to trade him, but I like winning baseball games, and I like good pitchers. Yeah. See, this all thing makes me think of Newt, too. Oh, you throw Newt right in this mix. If Newt, if Newt can get you starting pitching, and I don't mean I don't mean the four A type starting pitching. I mean oh, no, somebody Anthony, that's my guy here. Logan Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, Logan Gilbert's been the talk of the station here. So Logan Gilbert with the Seattle Mariners. Mm-hmm. And uh, BK had a fan graphs like hottest trade value or most trade value. I'm, I'm screwing that up somehow. Yeah. But he was like basically um, number 33. Newt was in the low 40s. So I'm looking at that going, if the Seattle Mariners want to make some kind of a trade – and let's say they, they want some offense. They want a newt bar in the outfield for whatever reason. 
Or maybe they want a Tommy Edmund. Maybe they, I don't know. But I would easily trade any one of those four guys. So not maybe not Donovan. Maybe hang on to Donovan a little bit here. I think you can get the deal done with either Carlson, Nupar, or Edmund. And then you throw in a McGreevy. Or you throw in um, Graceffo. But then you've got a guy, as far as your pitching is concerned, to where you you got a young stud that's cost-controlled. He's a number two right now, but he's still so young. Trying to find him here, Anthony. Where the hell is he? <laughs> oh, that's because I'm not. I'm looking at the uh, wrong team. Oh, that's great. Who'd you look up, Jamie? Well, I got Seattle here, but I, I, I'm Kraken. not looking at the wrong team. I'm looking at the wrong position. I'm looking at uh. position players. Here we go. Logan Gilbert. Yeah, he's uh, 26 years old, 6'6", 215, 111 strikeouts, 1.01 whip. He's going to cost you. He is. But what would you give for him? I, I, like The discussion earlier today was like the Gorman, the win, that whole experiment. Mm-hmm. And I don't fault them for throwing those around because that's kind of where, where our brains have been at. But the Mariners, not that they're in win-now mode, but they kind of are. Like, they're right there. Yeah. They're going to want players that are MLB players. I'm not giving up Gorman. Mm-hmm. I don't think – I don't know if Logan Gilbert's worth a Gorman. Well, I think he probably would be, um, but I think Gorman giving up Gorman hurts. Uh, you have got outfield. You've kind of got some outfield depth here. So, would the Mariners accept? Well, what do they have in the outfield, outfield Anthony? They, they're they're more loaded in the outfield than they are in the infield. Okay, so then they got Julio Rodriguez, they got Kelnick, they've got Dylan Moore, and they've got Teoscar Hernandez, who they acquired from Toronto. So let me ask you this then. Sure. <clears throat> Let's say the Mariners come to you with a trade offer. Of Mason Wynn, Dylan Carlson. Let me take that back because they don't need the outfielder. So Mason Wynn mm-hmm. and Graceffo for Logan Gilbert. Mm. Uh, oh. So I'm giving up my starting shortstop of the future, mm-hmm. potentially. But you still have Donovan, Edmund, and technically DeYoung. You could bring him back for another year. Yeah. Well, I'd move Edmund back to short and be done with it. Well, that's fine. So you got Tommy Edmund, who was a Gold Glove nominee at shortstop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to do it. If I would I do it in a heartbeat. I if I don't have starting pitching, I don't have anything. I would do it in a heartbeat because you do have other guys who can play the shortstop position. Boy, Will that it, hurts. No. <laughs> oh, no. The ceiling for Mason Wynn is, I mean, yeah. it is high, right? What about Graceffo, though? What if, so, okay, he but hear me be, out. He could be. How old is Graceffo? That guy. How old is Graceffo? Because I'm He's trying young. to. Nah, how, how old? 22. Yeah. 22. Okay, so Gilbert. <laughs> I think he might be younger than that. Gilbert's 26. So it's not like you're acquiring. A young, young player, mm-hmm. but you're not acquiring of an old guy either. You got a lot of runway left on this Logan Gilbert player. Yeah. Mason Wynn undetermined what he'll be able to do at the major league level. He will be a very good major league player. Will Persephone's he be a 23? <clears throat> so, okay. So that's makes has so, the same birthday, I think, as Jamie. So Graceffo oh, I can't trade him then. Guys, stay in the damn conversation. Okay. Graceffo is an unproven major league pitcher. Right. He's three years younger, which is not that much of a difference, but you're getting a number two, an established number two pitcher mm-hmm. for your rotation. The hurt is Mason Wynn. I don't think Graceffo's the hurt. 
No, I agree because you're getting you're getting you're trading you're trading the three years of Graceffo potentially because he could also be Dakota Hudson or Jake no Woodford. Offense, Dak or, or Jake Woodford or Matthew Libertor or Matthew Libertor. Yes, man. Yeah. So like a Libertor O'Neill DeYoung package wouldn't do it for the Mariners. Who no, it wouldn't? Okay. Although right. I, uh, I like where your your head's at, Anthony. Mm. Mostly, um, you know. But watch why it. watch it? So <laughs> why not trade for instead of Mason Wynn? Why not trade for Tommy Edmond, who's a shortstop? He's a switch hitter. Yeah, I don't well, think Tommy oh, Edmond's value is enough. Well, then then add then add another player into that. Because you have Tommy Edmond, who has proved that he can be a good ball player at the major league level. Wow. He can be a shortstop. Oh, I would do that in a heartbeat, but I agree with Jamie. He's I don't 28. Think, I think Seattle goes, no, go kick rocks. No. But aren't you just said they're in a slightly win-now mode. How does Mason Wynn help that? Well, because I bet you if you bring him up, I think Mason Wynn can play right now. He play right well, now. I would agree with you. He's roadblocked here in his St. Louis. defense Marsh. is good. His hitting could be better. Marsh does bring up a good point, though. You're if you're the Mariners, why trade Logan Gilbert? Right. If you're not getting major league talent, like right now. So I would even I would even throw I'd throw, sure throw Graceffo in there, throw Edmund in there, and throw an outfield piece. Maybe Burleson. Burleson, who's who's a you get a lefty bat. They're not going to want. You'd who be, wouldn't you'd be shocked? Who wouldn't want Burleson? Know, you guys, he's not getting the lefty power back. He's not getting the deal done. He's not like they, they need just a DH yourself. too. Do they? Yeah, they got Why? AJ Pollock as their DH. All right, I'm more willing to listen to that. I'm not willing to listen to an outfielder who they clearly don't need, let alone Alec Burleson, oh, who's a DH yeah. for him. That's fine. Yeah, you just got to believe a little bit. Okay, so I mean, we saved win. We and did. We got, that's what I'm we got that's Logan what I'm Gilbert. Yeah. Fast lane. No, I don't fast think fast lane. Through. Fast no. lane. Fast lane. We did no, it. I'm not, no. I'm not buying into that because that would that deal does not happen. Seattle oh, I says, think we just I'm did it. I'm writing it down. Hey, what time Marshy. is it? Yeah. 3 355, Marshy. You don't think five. another team is going to be able to offer more than what you that crap you guys just put together? Crap. We got Tommy Edmund who's a gold glover. Uh, and he'll be gone in a year. Free agent. Burleson is the next Kyle Schwarber. And he'll be gone in a year. No, Tommy Edmond. No, you signed that guy long term. Oh, yeah? Yeah, be him and J.P. Crawford right up the middle. Okay. Right in your face all day long. Mm. Twice and on Sundays. And he can play outfield. And he can play outfield He's for you. He's a very versatile person. Yeah. So, uh, despite Jamie's disgust, I Terribly think we did a disgusting. great job today. Here's a one quick question for you. Sure. Tommy Edmond, mm-hmm. the team has said, oh, yeah, we like Tommy Edmond, center field. Yeah. I, He's in my best. opinion, feel like that is a problem. That means you don't have an established center fielder. Is that a position that this team should look at in the offseason? Uh, like, Tommy Edmond no. should not be your center fielder heading into 2020. Why not? You, you have, play, you you have Dylan well. Carlson. And you Dylan got Carlson's win. a good center fielder. And you got win. And he Stop it. You're doing when, that thing again. Win comes up. He's your shortstop, right? Gorman is your second baseman in the future. So where else is going to? Oh, so I thought you meant put Win in center field. Oh and, no, no. Yesterday you said put him in left field. Yeah, but no, I was joking. He was in left field with his discussion. That's right. Yeah, no, but it was the old infield or outfield. It's a, you know, guys. Cardinals love. You have your hand up. Yep, Jamie. Uh, from the six three six. Full disclaimer: They said I know it's just a simulator, but it shows Logan Gilbert. For Newbar, Graceffo, Stratton, and McGreevy, to be fair. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't <clears throat> balk at that. 
but I don't necessarily want Mariners, Graceffo and McGreevy in the deal. But from the Mariners' standpoint, I know they're they're doing this the simulator to talk about values because yeah, that's what we did the other day. Yeah. Uh, but from the Mariners' standpoint, I don't, I don't need another outfielder and two projects as the starting pitchers. For I agree. I need major league talent. And like if Jameson. I'm the Cardinals, I don't know if I'm including Graceffo and McGreevy. Right. Like the whole problem you're in right now is because you don't have pitching. Yeah. <laughs> You right. got to keep one of, one of those guys has to be <laughs> right. a major league starter at some point. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to yell at me, but I agree. Yeah, at it's a fast lane on one hundred and one ESPN. Man. We have the gauntlet next on one hundred and one ESPN. We're right back to the fast lane podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on one hundred and one ESPN. Three warriors, four categories, one challenger. Can you master the gauntlet? Brought to you by Master, your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit Mastor.com. Four hundred one. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Congratulations to the Cardinals who just swept the Marlins six to four. Things got a little hairy in the ninth for Chris Stratton, but he's able to get the job done. We'll talk about the red hot Cardinals and. Why they should buy uh, at the deadline <laughs> before fifteen, but we've got Cody in for the gauntlet today. What's up, Cody? Hey, how's it going, guys? We doing all right? Yeah, not too bad. Right, good. Some traffic, but hey, know. that's all right. Perfect time to play us in the gauntlet and celebrate the fact that the Cardinals are uh, red hot and probably going to the World Series. Oh my! Oh yeah, ready for them to lose tonight by the rest of the series. No, 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 no. going there. forward. We won't tell. Yeah. Cody, who would you like to take on today? Andrew Marsh, Jamie Rivers, or the Anthony Stalter? Well, I'm a man of my word. I said I was going to take you on, so uh, I think I got you, Anthony. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Did you tell me at some point, Cody, that you are going to beat me? Oh, I think so. I said something along those lines. All right. Oh, wow. Is he talking? Oh, oh on the text line. He, Cody, we were talking smack on the text line? Just a little bit. Wow. All right. Well, Cody, good luck to you. Oh, good luck to you. Thank you. All right, Anthony, get the heck out of here, please. <laughs> no, seriously, Anthony, take your... Grab my sandwich. Yeah, take your sandwich and get to the Code of Silence. Okay. All right, Anthony's making his way to the Code of Silence. Cody, there are going to be four questions for you. Each question's worth two points. Uh, if you use the options and answer correctly, you get one point. If you get it wrong, well, it's zero points. What I'm going to need you to do now, Cody, is tell Marshy to spin that wheel. All right, man. Go ahead. Spin that wheel. All right, Cody. Uh, what category do you not want today? Oh, no hockey. No hockey? No hockey. What do you want? Oh. Uh, football or baseball. All right. Well, I got some good news for you. It's not hockey. Right. It's baseball. We got baseball coming good. at you today. So, as Marshy... Hands some questions over to me here. We'll get going. You ready to go, Cody? Sure am. Let's do it. All right. Again, the category is baseball. Question one. Which team has had the longest win streak in the majors in 2023? Uh, that would be the Tampa Bay Rays. Are the season out hot? Final answer? Yes, final answer. Question number two, which player leads Major League Baseball in hits so far this season? Uh, that would be Luis 
arise on the uh, Marlins. Final answer. All right. Question number three, Cody. Which university recently won the 2023 College World Series? Oh, boy. Uh, LSU in Florida. Um, I think it was LSU. They had uh, the top two picks, so I think that they won it. LSU. Final Final answer? That's it. All right. Final question for you. Who has the best slugging percentage in Cardinals history, sitting at 683 in his Cardinals career? Oh, boy. I got a couple of names floating around in my head. I know it's probably what the options are going to be. Um, I'll take the options. Options are Albert Pujols, Mark McGuire, or Stan Musial. Yep, those are the three names I had. <laughs> uh, I'll go with Mark McGuire because he was here the shortest time. So, Mark McGuire, final answer. All right, Cody. Let's get Anthony back in here if we can track him down and see what his yeah. s- sandwich status is. How you feeling, buddy? Feeling pretty good. Feeling good about those. All right, good. All right, well, Anthony is plugging his ears back in here now. Anthony, how uh, how's the cone of silence? It looked I went busy from, today. Yeah, I went from having nobody in the cone of silence to basically everybody. You got T-Bone in there. You got Ryder in there. Carrie from our sales department is in there. They're talking about uh, sales ideas, promotions, yeah. things like that. Mm, kind of jealous. I would have liked to have been a part of that conversation. Well, not for this show. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, mm. Anthony, uh, you better pack a lunch. Okay. Maybe a snack as well oh wow okay all right all right your category today baseball okay question number one which team has had the longest win streak in the majors in 2023 the longest win streak in the majors you say this season well tampa bay tampa bay had the the big winning streak at the start but was there somebody else that it put together a pretty long win streak the Braves the Dodgers the Astros no I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it I feel like I'm overlooking somebody but I'm gonna go with the Rays final answer question number two which player leads Major League Baseball in hits so far this season (laughs) it's gotta be gotta be Luis Luis Arise, right? Huh, everybody? Luis Arise, final answer. If it's somebody else, I'm gonna be ticked. Question number three, Anthony. Which university recently won the 2023 College World Series? That was the Oh man. Oh, we talked about it with the shots and everything. Oh man, Jamie, I'm 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 angry at myself right now. Can I have the options, please? I'm so disappointed in myself. 
Was it LSU, Florida, or TCU? Did Florida beat LSU or did LSU beat Florida? I think it was LSU. LSU, final answer. Question number four. Who has the best slugging percentage in Cardinals history? Sitting at 683 in his Cardinals career. Best slugging percentage. Uh, I'm just going to say Albert. Albert, final answer. All right. Let's go over this. Question number one. Which team has had the longest win streak in the majors this season? Cody, you said the Tampa Bay Rays. Anthony, you also said the Tampa Bay Rays. Answer is? It's the Tampa Bay Rays. Neither of you needed the options. Nice job, Cody. The options were the Reds and the Braves. Reds have a tw- had a 12-game win streak. That's right. I'm glad I didn't take the option. I, I may have said the Reds then. Question number two. Which player leads Major League Baseball in hits so far this season? Cody, you said Luis Arias. Anthony, you said Luis Arias. Answer is? Well, it's Anthony's favorite beat the streak. Nice. Player, Luis Arias. Neither of you wow. needed the option. Way to go, Cody. Mm-hmm. Question number three. Which university recently won the 2023 College World Series? Cody, you said LSU. Anthony, you also said LSU. Answer is? It's LSU. But Cody didn't need the options, Anthony. Six, five. Going into question number four, you both had different answers. Question number four. Who has the best slugging percentage in Cardinals history, sitting at 683 in his Cardinals career? Cody, he took the options. You said Mark McGuire. Anthony, without the options, you said Albert Pujols. If Anthony's right, he's got to win here today. If Cody's right, he's got to win today. The suspense is killing me. The answer is... First baseman, Mark McGuire. Ah, Cody! Chosen wisely. Nice job, Cody. You destroyed that one. He crashed it, man. Good job. Ah. Way to go. I got nervous there at the end. I heard first baseman. <laughs> Marsh did it right. Yeah, he sure did. He builds yeah. up that suspense. It up. Yeah. Hey, Cody, you earned that one, man. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. You you said that you were, you were going to pummel me, and that's exactly what you did. Nice job. Hey, it was a good fight, though. It certainly was. Final was 7-5, Cody. Wow. That's, oh. a, that's, that's as good as it's going to get there. Uh, Cody, congrats, man. You'll be back with us tomorrow. You'll take on either Marsh or Jamie. All right, sounds good. Thank you. All right, thank you. Nice job. Wow, Cody was rolling. He was. Good for him. He was. Was Albert an option or no? Yes. Albert, Stan Musial, or Mark McGuire? Unfortunately, I don't. Well, I would have lost anyways, even if I could remember LSU. But I I thought it was either Miami or Florida that won it. So I would have needed the options on the LSU one. I'm just glad it was them. Cody had some pretty sound reasoning on the final question. He said since Mark McGuire wasn't with 
the team as long as the other two. He thought is higher. Yeah, he had a higher slugging good, percentage. Good call. Well, you earned, like I said, you earned it, man. That was a great. Uh, that he was a great battle. Through it. Did a good nice job. job. All right, it's a fast lane on one on one ESPN. Like I said, we will talk about the Cardinals' victory today. Yet another one. They sweep the Marlins. And as Jamie said, uh, how do you like Skip Schumacher now, Lisa? Yeah, Lisa. Yeah, they're still better still overall, you, but Lisa. you know, we still love you, Lisa. Jeremy Rutherford. We'll talk a little blues with him next on one on one ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Jeremy Rutherford is our Blues insider with The Athletic, but he just let Marsh know that he went to the Cardinals games, game last night. So, JR, break down the Cardinals right now. What do you what do you think? They get back into this uh, thing in the second half? <laughs> you know what? This is uh, – I feel sorry for the Cardinals reporters because we had to ask these questions so many times. Should they be sellers? What should they do? Should they – and it just feels like uh, Groundhog Day here. But, no, I did go last night. And, hey, look, I love me some Skip Schumacher – uh, but last night I was with my son and a friend in the right field bleachers, and they walked Goldschmidt, right? And then uh, when Arenado came up, I said, they got to walk him. And then as the pitch is going into Arenado at the plate, I said, Skip must have some numbers, you know, Arenado and, and Puck here, that uh, why he's not walking them. And as I'm saying that, the ball is sailing <laughs> the seat. So, so pretty wild. But a big win yesterday, big win today, and, you know, get Katie Wu on here. Get uh, get the Cardinals reporter. Should they be sellers or what? Jr. We like the voice of the people. Yes. Honestly, the experts. <laughs> you know, they're 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 okay. They're fine. Yeah, they well, do. We want the real they work hard. I want people like you, Jr. Out mm-hmm. in the bleachers, not the green seats. You're in the bleachers. <laughs> yeah. You're living the life, Jr. You know what? It's so different. It's so different. Like uh, you're not used to having a cold one during the game for one. And two, I was driving home last night after the Cardinal game, and it's 10 o'clock, and I'm like, this is amazing going home at 10 o'clock. <laughs> I, I, I told my friend, this is usually when the work just gets started uh, after a Blues game. Uh, so speaking of the Blues, JR, the, the Blues did make a move. Uh, I don't think anybody can pronounce this young man's Yaka-tuka. name. Except for Jamie. So what do we need to know about Yakubatuka? Yeah, well, first of all, he spells Jeremy wrong. He spells it I-E at the end instead of a Y, so he's, uh, he's wrong there. Blasphemy. Yeah, so blasphemy. And uh, Bianca Batuca, <laughs> the, only reason, the only reason I can pronounce that Bianca Batuca, isn't that uh, a football player from years ago? Was yeah, it Michigan, Tim Bianca Batuca. I actually think they're related. Yeah. They are. They're related. Okay. I think it's his nephew or something like that. Okay, well, I'm going to have to look into it. Sounds like you know more about the guy than I do, Rev. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I know things, J.R., yeah. No, he stuck out a, a little bit in camp. I mean, i got to be honest, in camp I was uh, looking at some of the other guys, Snuggerud and Dean and, and those guys, so not paying too much attention to an undrafted guy. But uh, obviously, as you know, Riv, when uh, you're an undrafted hockey player and a team catches your eye and signs you to a three-year entry-level deal like they did with uh, Jeremy Speldrong, Bianca Batuka, <laughs> uh, I, I think it says a lot. And, uh, you know, they're adding some – defensemen into the mix i'm working on a story today that should be up tomorrow at the athletic uh, just with the depth chart and kind of where all these guys fall in so i've got a new name to add to the list today speaking of the depth chart jr uh, the blues lock up torpchenko they avoid arbitration get him a two-year deal and they, they literally fill out their roster you 23 of 23 players under contract now you don't have perunovic on that cap friendly 
roster. But, you know, looking at this lineup right now as it is, and you can kind of construct whatever lines you'd like to make out of it, what do you think of the job that Doug Armstrong has done? Well, I think a good job uh, with this context that it's an admitted retool. I don't think anybody thought that they were going to go into free agency and, you know, make a splash, anything like that. I think it is what it is. And I think that I like the shrewd moves he did with bringing guys in, uh, going back to the trade deadline on lesser deals with Brandon at 50%, then bringing Kevin Hayes in at, at 50%. And, and so now you've got the makings of a pretty good top nine. And now with the addition of Sunquist and you get Torpchenko under the fold, uh, he was a restricted free agent. You bring in McEachern. Now you've got some competition on the fourth line. When I say that the fourth line was kind of the only hole, I, I don't mean that there's not holes in the rest of the lineup. You know, people driving down the road can say, oh, what about the defense? What about the scoring? Okay, I get that. But this roster is what it is right now, and that's not changing. In terms of true look at the roster, uh, where could the Blues fill in? I think it was on that fourth line, Riv. And now you got the makings of something. It could be uh, a Torpchenko, a, a Sunquist, a McEachern. If Blade drops down, uh, you got Nathan Walker there. So there's some competition on that fourth line. I, I think Doug did a, a good job with everything that, to be considered. Jeremy Rutherford is our Blues insider with The Athletic. He joins us right now on the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. So, JR, we got this question, I believe, in the Sports Six back yesterday. It was a difficult one to answer given the roster construction right now and based on what JR just, or, uh, well, yeah, you're JR too. Yeah, good work, uh, Anthony. Jamie, what Jamie just asked you um, about the, you know, the, the roster being kind of finalized here. Is there any young player that could make his way into the lineup as of, you know, at some point this season? And if so, who who is it? Yeah, so if you look at opening night, let's focus on that first, um, and then I'll get to your question. I, I think that you're looking at 14 forwards right now. You're looking at eight or nine defensemen if you include Kelly Rosen, which I think you should. So I think it's going to be tough for a young guy to make the roster opening night. Now, of course, they can come into camp and impress, and, you know, Zachary Bolduc and guy like that and, and make the roster, and we just didn't see it. Um, but, you know, a month into the season, two months into the season, you're, you're talking about injuries, you're talking about poor, poor performance. You know, I think a guy like a Nikita Alexandrov is a guy that we saw last year. He can come up and get some time. I think uh, Zachary Dean, who they got from Vegas in the uh, Ivan Barbashev trade, he's a guy, you know, at, I think at some point, You'll see Zach Bolduke just to get a cup of coffee and see what he can do at the NHL level. Uh, but I think, you know, that's that's likely it among the forwards. I mean, I think it's going to be a couple years before we see like a Snuggerud or maybe next year you'll see Dvorsky. We're not going to see those top prospects this upcoming season, but some of the names I just mentioned. And then on defense, you know, maybe, but if you're already sitting eight or nine deep, and that's before you talk about uh, uh Scotty Perinovich getting on the ice. So uh, I think what we see and what we hear and the names that we've been talking about, Anthony, are the names that uh, you could likely see at some point in the season. JR, if we stick right there with the defensive core for the Blues, uh, what what direction ultimately do you think Army goes in? Because you do. You have eight one-way contracts. You have nine guys because Rosen's making 450000 on a two-way, and I think he's proven that you know he can be a quality NHL defenseman. Ultimately, what direction do the Blues go in? Because there's not enough ice time for nine guys. Well, there's not. And and I don't know that you can keep eight for you know the bulk of the season. So I think that when Army says they could start the season with eight, they've done that before. And then three or four weeks into the season, you'll cut down to seven. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be coming down to who performs. You know, that's cliche. But here's the tricky part. 
you know, with it being a retool, they're going to want some of these young guys to play. So every time I go to, to list the Blues top six or top seven, I'm including a guy like Tyler Tucker. I really like him, and I think they're going to play him. I think that um, if they if Scotty Prinovich checks out, they've got to get him some ice time too. And, you know, obviously with his injuries, it's been a long time coming in terms of him getting some regular action. Uh, so I think he's going to play. But, look, the penalty kill was porous last year. You're bringing in a new PK coach in Mike Weber. You're going to want to get that off on the right foot, right? And guys like Scandella, Bortuzzo, those guys are PK guys. So uh, there's just so many different ways to look at it. And with eight or nine guys, there's going to be plenty of people trying to get in there. So um, that's going to be really interesting to me. But, you know, Riv, I'll throw one more thing in there. You know, How are those top four guys going to perform? Because I know Doug Armstrong is not going to have a lot of patience uh, for those guys if they play anywhere near to the low level they did last year. So we'll see what happens with that. You know, perhaps you see some of those younger guys or some of the lesser names climb up and grab that ice time. Uh, maybe, maybe. You never know. I mean, those no-trade clauses kind of hamper some things for Army, even with playing time when it comes to that, because if you're looking to trade them, uh, you're not yeah. really building up their value by sitting them. But sticking with the decor, again, there are a lot of people out there nationally, locally, anywhere you turn, that believe – that having a Tory Krug and a Scott Perunovich in the same lineup, you know, can't necessarily happen. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, I can see that, uh, especially when you're talking about the job that uh, Perunovich did on the power play, running that a couple of years ago in the playoffs. I think it was against the uh, Colorado. Looked terrific. So, you know, if he can play at that level, you know, do you have a Krug on power play one and a Perunovich on power play two? Um, you know, I suppose that works, but. You're already kind of an undersized defense. Can you have a Tory Krug, second pair, Pernovich, third pair, undersized guys? And, you know, let's not kid ourselves. There's some un- other undersized guys in that bunch, too. It's not the 2019 Stanley Cup Blues defense. So I think in an ideal world, you don't want it. You know, I'm not saying it can't work, but I'm saying ideal world, you don't want it. But the, here's the catch. The catch is how do you move one of those, those guys? Krug has the no-trade clause. We've already you know heard from him on that front when they tried to make one deal with Philadelphia. And then Prinovich, he just hasn't played enough to have a ton of value. I think there'd be teams probably interested in him, but he's got to get on the ice and show it. So here's the thing. Do you, do you play both of them? Do you, do you sit Prinovich, you know, or do you try to move one of them? And if so, how can you do that? I think that's the dilemma. JR, great stuff. We appreciate not only your Blues coverage, but your uh, Cardinals coverage as well here on 101 ESPN. Yep, yep, perfect. Anytime, just give me a buzz. Uh, I think they're going to rattle off a 17 in a row here and get back into this playoff picture. Hey, it has happened before. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> See you, buddy. See you, bud. See you. All right, that's our guy, Jeremy Rutherford here in the Fast Line on 101 ESPN. What? Bianca Batuka, are they, are they related at all? I honestly think they are. They might be. I think they are. Do you remember Tim Bianca Batuka? Yeah. He running, running back, back from, Michigan. from Michigan. Yeah. Wolverines, Anthony. <laughs> Yellow thing on their helmet. They do. Yeah. yeah. You're right. No. All right. Uh, let's dive into the Cardinals' victory uh, and whether or not we should start uh, buying our playoff tickets next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
Plus, he's stubborn as all you know what, so he wants to play better. Now backhand play. Look at that throw off stride. Unbelievable. He's putting on a clinic today, everybody. Your Cardinals are putting on a clinic right now. They've won five straight games, eight of their last ten. They've swept the Skip Schumacher-led Marlins. Get out of here, Skippy! With your team that's lost yeah. six in a row. Skip Schumacher. Huh. He's in great shape. Chiseled jawline. Incredible Super nice guy. guy. Really yeah. intelligent. Well-spoken. One heck of a guy. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to Miami, Skip. We love you, Skip. I do like Skip. He's Skip, a super, by the way, super good dude. He was awesome on BK and Ferrario the other day. Yeah, those guys are having some fun with him. He's just such an awesome dude. He is absolutely for a manager that a team's lost eight of their last ten, huh? Yeah, losing manager. Yeah, Marlins crashing back down to earth. So are the Reds. So are the Cubs. <laughs> so are the Pirates. Uh, they've been crashing for a while now, but nonetheless, guys, the Cardinals, your Cardinal rallies, are starting a rally. I think you you get the playoff tickets right now, Jamie. Good seats still available. You know they're only nine and a half games out. That's it, nine and a half. You know wow. who else is nine and a half games out? The Phillies, and they're in second place. Now, granted, if you were in the NL East, you'd probably be uh, seventeen and a half games out, if not twenty four games out. But still, Jamie, hmm. do you buy now at the deadline based on this five game winning streak? No. Completely agree. No, actually, that's not true. I don't. I, I let me take it back. Anthony, ask me again. Jamie, now that your team have won five straight games, do you look to buy at the deadline? Now? You do, as future. well as sell. <laughs> yeah, and I think both things can be true. I really do. I've been saying it now for you know probably over a week, where you can sell and buy at the same time. You just have to buy the right things. You're not going to sell off Monty Flaherty. Um, who else do we talk about? O'Neal. O'Neal. DeYoung. DeYoung. You're not going to sell off all of that to pick up Lance Lynn and Rich Hill. Right. Like, that's not the kind of buying I'm talking about. The kind of buying I'm talking about is an actual return on your trade. The return that can help your club maybe a little bit this year, but certainly a lot next year. Mm-hmm. So both things can be true. Like Army this year. Like, was he a buyer? Well, not really, but he mm-hmm. did buy. He bought on the... He, he sold off the expiring contracts for and guys bought, that are under contract. But he did both. Yeah. So my vision for the Cardinals, and it might not be their vision, my vision for the Cardinals is a similar type of trade deadline where the expiring contracts are gone. And, you know, there's not the first round pick and second round pick, but you get tiered prospects mm-hmm. in return for some of these guys. And then you look to add major league roster guys that maybe have some team control or that maybe you're already under a contract that you think is manageable for the next two or three years. Yeah, Jamie, I wonder if some people hear sell or hear us talk sell and they think from the traditional standpoint of sell and just get prospects, like low-end prospects yeah. or not, any sort of That's not where my head's at. No, that's not where my head is either. We're talking about a retool, not a rebuild. And the, the difference for, for me is that when you're rebuilding, you're eyeing the window of like three to five years when you're retooling you're looking to turn the turn this around quickly mm-hmm. you're talking about a year really a, a trade deadline in an off season because you already have guys like nolan arenado who's red hot by the way you have nolan gorman you have paul goldschmidt you have wills Contreras. you have an offense that is ready to go i don't think and if i if i haven't been clear with this i should have been I don't think in, un, under any circumstance should the Cardinals do a flat, 
sell off, see whatever you can get. I think the the Cardinals, because they do have the offense, they're in a spot where they can target a very specific need and leverage what they have in those expiring contracts to get that very specific specific need. Somebody, multiple teams will be in on Jordan Montgomery. Multiple teams, in my opinion, will be in on Jack Flaherty, especially when Eduardo Rodriguez of Detroit is off the market and Shohei Otani, certainly, Lucas Giolito, maybe a Mike Clevenger. When these names start to fly off the, the market and you've got a contending team that has missed out on those guys, all of a sudden Jack Flaherty looks like you start to talk yourself into Jack Flaherty of, well, you know, in 2019. Or you just look at the month of July. Certainly. He's been throwing grease BBs. He, he's going to fetch you something. You can do both. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be an either or situation where it's like sell, get all these prospects, rebuild. No, that's not what we're talking about. No, but that's what people are drawn to thinking is that if you're in sell mode, it's everything and you're almost in tank mode. The Cardinals aren't in tank mode. Yeah. That offense is as bold statement. I wouldn't say it's as good as any team in the National League, but that offense can compete with almost any other team in the National League. Agree. So you've got that going for you. You have one friggin' element that you need to write. And it's a big element. It is a massive element. It's your pitching it's staff. basically your periodic table Pretty of elements. Mm-hmm. You like that one? No, I actually didn't. Okay. Here is the cat, Jimmy the Cat Hayes, with Nolan Gorman postgame. That was a bullpen game. How impressive was it? Especially a guy like Zach Thompson who hadn't pitched in forever. Yeah, first time out, I mean, uh, for a while up here and did a good job getting getting the double play that he needed and then getting his next guy. So um, good job by him, good job by Dakota, good job by everyone. You know, with with Gorman saying that and, and Jimmy the Cat Hayes asking him about the bullpen, there is another avenue to still kind of stay in this, stay in like the fringe oh, and, and do both. I know what you're about to say. You, you, you already have to revamp the bullpen. I know what you're you about to say. You have to. You have to revamp the bullpen. Mm-hmm. So if you if you target the pitching that you need, certainly from a starting standpoint, but you also do so, you know, and, and get some relievers in, uh, you can start booking your World Series tickets at some point. Why do you go so extreme? I don't know. I don't understand kind of why you do that. Because you, what happens, Anthony? Honestly, let's it's just, fun for me. Let's just talk. Let's real talk here. Okay. okay? All right. What happens is, uh, and Marsha, you know this. You've talked to me about this personally. You pulled me aside and asked mm-hmm. me about Anthony doing this very thing, but. What happens, Anthony, is you gain the confidence of the listeners. They think, oh, listen, Anthony's starting Mm -hmm. to sound like he's not concussed for a change. And then you totally ruin it. I don't know why you do that Mm -hmm. to yourself. Are you a self-sabotager, Anthony? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You were right, Andrew. Yeah, the listener (laughs) yesterday said Anthony was delusional. About what? (laughs) Well, I don't know. Hey, if you're going to call me delusional, at at least tell me what I'm delusional about. Do you have to have a specific thing? In this case, yeah. What if you're just delusional, like mostly across the board? Like, just still tell me. Tell me what I'm delusional about. You're you're delusional. About what? I'm not going to say. Okay, well, that says everything about you, not about me. Anthony, I have a really important question for you. Mm -hmm. What number do you call to buy these tickets? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on, Lord. <laughs> Coming from Marshy, the guy who lied and said he didn't answer the text message. Marsh. Hey. Hey, two hours have gone by. They just won this game. <laughs> Marsh, let, me tell you, let me tell you something. Your delivery on that was absolutely perfect. That was a 10 out of 10 when it comes to the, the delivery. I had no idea what he was talking about with the number. He could have taken that in any direction he wanted to. And he stuck the landing on that, Jamie. He did. Why are you all grumpy pants all of a I'm sudden? I'm not at all. We got our uh, weekly uh, What's Trevor Bauer doing right now? Oh, boy. Yeah. I saw a video of him just uh, giving up a huge home run. It was about he a week sucks. ago. He's not good. Um, I've actually watched some of his YouTube videos. He, he does terrible. like a blog. Yeah, like right like in the game, too. I don't know. It's they're like letting weird. him do whatever the hell he's he wants. A, yeah, because he's Trevor Bauer, and that's all he, he wants to do whatever he wants. He's kind of a dork when it comes to pitching. He's awful. He's a weird dude. Like He's mm. very into like... Well, like Lab the Martian, bio, we can't the bio get into that. Yeah. There's a lot of hearsay. Um, the it, biomechanics of pitching, I believe. Oh, he's is, talking about pitching. Yeah, he's talking yeah. about pitching. Right. I thought it was the other things he's into. I've I've got a petition. <laughs> you don't want to talk about that here, Andrew. I've got a petition started. Another and it's one. A, yeah, and it's a just say no to Trevor Bauer with the birds on the bat. Who do you hand that one to? Everybody. No, but like when you're done with it. Or do you just uh, keep it? Like I don't understand the end goal. Uh, I guess I'll send it to Mo. I'll give it to Brad. I'll give it to BT to hand to Mo. Hey, that's never touching Mo's fingers. No, probably not. No chance. It's a fast end on 101 ESPN. Would moving on from Carlson be a big mistake? That depends. That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's a fast line on 101 ESPN. So would it be a mistake for the Cardinals to move on from Dylan Carlson? Jamie, what do you think about that? Yeah, it would be. Depending on what the return is. What if it's a starting pitcher that winds up being a uh, a guy that can be in your rotation for the second half of this year and next year, but is not necessarily a big-time name? I'd make that move. Same season. I would. But... You know, as far as just moving Dylan Carlson because you're like, oh, you're 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 tired of the project. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't make any sense. No, yeah, he's a 24 year old switch hitting center fielder slash outfielder. Mm-hmm. Now, is he a great switch hitter? No, he struggled. He certainly has struggled at times, but he still the talent is there. Right. I'm not just cutting bait with Dylan Carlson just because I feel like bah, he hasn't fulfilled his expectations of like being this megastar. He's 24 years old. Yeah. Came into the league during a pandemic, which was weird to begin with. He made your roster, and he's been injured a couple times. I'm not ready to just give up on him. Now, will I move him to improve my rotation? If I can get a a three-pitcher? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would. Katie Wu is a regular on BK and Ferrario, and they asked her about Dylan Carlson and the prospects of the Cardinals moving him. And here's what Katie Wu of the Athletics said: You know, I'll be I'll be honest. Uh, I'm I'm a Dylan Carlson enthusiast, and how he's been used this year has been perplexing to me. I think it's he's more or less a product of just position log jams. I mean, the Cardinals have so many outfielders; it's hard to play them 
each one every single day. And that's even with Tyler O'Neill on the injured list. But Dylan Carlson, I think, over the last year has really gotten the short end of the stick. He was playing through an injury in the second half of 2022, already facing immense pressure because the front office more or less said they believed in him and he wasn't going anywhere. And now they're trying, he's trying to play through an injury the whole second half, and it really uh, impacted his performance. 2023, they started the season with their projected outfielder with Newbar, O'Neill, and Carlson. Of course, Jordan Walker comes up, and he's going to play, right? That was always going to be a, a consequence to one of the other outfielders if Jordan Walker came up. But throughout the 2023 season, I don't think Dylan Carlson has been given a fair shot to go out there and, and get the playing time that I think he would have on nearly any other team, including contending teams. He's athletic. He can play all three spots. I know the metrics say otherwise, but my eye test, you know, because that matters, I think that he's their best defensive center fielder, uh, not named Tommy Edmond. All right. So Katie admits that she's a Dylan Carlson enthusiast. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be... Jamie, I think you said it. I, I wouldn't be so just geared up to trade Dylan Carlson. I, I know that his, this has been a topic of conversation, but I think that we need to we need to take a step back and say, moving Dylan Carlson in and of itself, sure, it makes sense. If you are getting major league ready starting pitching, that doesn't mean if you're getting Justin Verlander. It means getting somebody back that is cost-controlled. You are swapping Dylan Carlson at 24 years old, young cost-controlled outfielder. You don't know what he's going to be. You don't know if he's going to be a bust, a, a merely a fourth outfielder, or a stud someday. But you're trading that prospect, prospect of him, to a, another team for a pitcher that's going to plug into your starting rotation again uh, for the second half. That makes sense. To just trade him in a deal that, I don't know, gets you another outfielder, a a mid-level prospect, that doesn't make any damn sense. No. However, you do got to play him at some point, though. He is playing. Playing what? Center field. Play today. Like every every three games? You got to play him. Listen, Anthony. Jamie, you got to play him. What you're saying is crap, okay? Damn. Dylan Carlson not that forward. Dylan Carlson has had opportunity to play. Has he battled through injury? Yeah, he has. Is he the, is he the only guy in a baseball lineup that battles through injuries? No. Yes. No. No, he's not. Arnado's got had this stiff back almost all year. Whatever the heck it's attributed to, and he's raking. Has it affected him on the defensive side? Maybe. Did you just compare Carlson to Nolan Arnado? Comparing him to another player. Pick your player. What you're saying is crap. Paul Goldschmidt has battled through some. Some injuries. Brendan Donovan currently battling through an injury. So it happens. You can't give me the the spoon fed. Well, he was, he was Brendan hurt Donovan played every day last poor year. Poor guy was hurt. He didn't get his opportunity. No, he did. He got plenty of opportunity. Donovan now, played every every day last now, year. Now the important part of this is that he seizes the moment. Mm-hmm. He knows where he's at right now. The Cardinals have told him that you're on the outside looking in. But we have everybody healthy in our outfield. You're the fourth guy. How can you change that, Dylan Carlson? By outplaying one of or several of the other outfielders. And In I your like two his games response. a week. Anthony, stop it. Seriously. Who the hell's taking him out of the lineup now? Well, when Tyler O'Neill comes back, he's going to play. And Jordan Walker's going to play. But this is why it's essential to Dylan Carlson. And Edmund, when he comes back, he's going to play. This is why it's essential for him to play well right now. Mm-hmm. 
so that when those guys do come off the IL, that maybe Carlson's not the guy out of the mix. And if he is, so be it. When you get in the game, earn your next game. That's just what it is. He's 24 years old. You can't just spoon feed the guy. Like, he can battle. He's allowed to fight for a spot right. here. But he's 24 years old, and he's at the big league level already. Yeah. And he has been at the big league level. The big league level is not a developmental league. Unless, yeah, um, it is actually, Anthony. No, it's not. For young players, it is. If you're the Rockies, you're it is. You continue to develop. It's a pay league. It's a lie. It's not a lie. It's, it, well, okay, should, not a lie. You're incorrect. For, for twenty for twenty four for a twenty four year old kid who had next to no minor league experience, you have him up for a reason. Play yeah, but him. you're saying it's not development. You're developing all the time. That's why your young guys play and they develop. What did they do with Jordan Walker when he when he wasn't doing what what they were hoping to? They sent him down. Why? That's because the team was because they wanted him to work. You're losing now. He not, nothing really changed for Jordan Walker, and he's back here developing at the major league level. Uh, he's he's back up because they need they need him in their lineup so they can try to fix this thing on the fly. This is the pay league, man. You got You have to play. You have to perform. And if you're, my, let me let me take another let me take another approach here. All right. When he's not playing, there's not a lot of instructional time to go over things with Dylan Carlson. How do you know that? Because you're trying to win games. You're talking yeah, about scouting reports. You have a whole coaching staff that's there working. Sure. Like Willie McGee working with Alec Burleson every single day. You don't think Dylan Carlson gets the same attention as Alec Burleson? I'm sure he does, but Alec Burleson is a part-time player, and we're not talking about Dylan Carlson prime out of his cold, dead hands. Mm-hmm. So, so to me, those two guys aren't the same. But maybe Dylan Carlson was kind of fast-tracked a little bit because the Cardinals, at the time, mm-hmm. had a need for a guy. At the time, they were trying to figure out who the hell their outfielders were. Right. And so maybe they fast-tracked him and now realize that they're going to have to continue to develop him at the major league level and that they need to pump the brakes a little bit, and maybe he's not a starting three yet. This is what he's I'm 24 saying. 24 years old. You and I, You. this is what I'm saying here. At 24 years old, some of these guys are still in the minors and had been in the minors and working their way through it. He was not. Nope. He's been up since, what, 2020 in a pandemic year. They sent him down once, and he's come back. And, and since he come back up, he's he's been that guy. He's battled through injuries. I'm with you. I don't want to spoon feed him anything. But he has not been developed. And it's very – how about this? It's not a developmental league. How about this? It's – it's not a developmental league as much as we think it might be. What the majors? Yes, I would agree with that. But so I, how I, are you going to get pushback? Is that these young guys are still developing? I mean, that's why. They, why do you think they would say, "Well, Jordan Walker's young. We need him to be in the lineup every day." Why? So he can develop, Ex- right at the major league level. So what's so what's the difference there? Walker is playing every yeah, day. He's also twenty one. But he, okay, he so if he wasn't playing every day, he'd be where? At twenty one, he'd be down in Memphis. Sure, correct. Dylan Carlson at twenty two was not at Memphis. But at twenty three, he was in Memphis. That was the mismanagement of the Cardinals at sure. the time, and the fact that they needed full time outfielders. They were going to force feed the square peg into the round hole. Right. So now we're saying, hey, develop on the fly at the big league level with two starts a week. I don't care, Anthony. I don't care. It's the majors. Deal with it. it. You're not getting the the attention that you think you should get or the coaching. Mm-hmm. Demand it. You're being paid. Mm-hmm. 
if like I know I went through this crap. Go ask for help. Find out what you can do. And in practice and do all that stuff, you go out there and earn it. So BP, fielding, shagging, BP, sure. whatever it is. I know it's not real game time, but at 24 years old, he can still develop every single day, whether he's in the lineup or not. I agree from an individual standpoint. But he's got to take control of his own career. He can't just be given crap. I understand. He can't just be like, oh, poor me. uh, No, I'm with you on that. But the the Cardinals also have a responsibility to make sure that they put this kid in the best spot, right? And if you're only given the if you're only giving them X amount of starts, you're in the lineup one time. You're in the lineup. I'm with you from an individual standpoint. Don't don't poop in your pants. Don't cry about it. Get out there and work hard, just like you did throughout your career. What I'm saying is, he didn't have much of a minor league career compared to other top prospects. And now it's like perform, mother blanker. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's hard, we don't hard to get know, in a rhythm. But we don't know what right. goes on behind closed doors either. Dylan Carlson could be demanding playing time. Mm-hmm. And the performance isn't matching the demand, and if that's the case, like Dylan Carlson might be in Ollie's office every other day, going, "Hey, listen, man, like I need my opportunity. I need my okay, great, but every time we give you a string of three to five, six, seven games, yeah. like the numbers aren't there. You're it's not an everyday outfielder right now. He's over four today, facing Alcantara. Mm-hmm. We know he does not hit well." Batting from the left side, he's nearly a 300 hitter, almost a 300 hitter this year, batting from the right side. Yeah. Maybe someone needs to tell him to be a right-handed hitter. Well, that's, yeah, that's part of it. I mean, maybe that's part of the development. I asked BT that a while ago. I was like, at what point do you tell him to just give up on the switch hitting? Yeah. He said, not yet. Yeah. It's a fascinating conversation with him specifically. Tommy Edmond switch over at various points in the year, and it helped him a little bit. That's true. All right, it's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We have What's Trending coming up next. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What's trending in the world of sports? The Fast Lane has you covered. What's trending now? Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate to Goodwill and get a half-price Cardinals ticket voucher. Welcome back to the Fastlane here on 101 ESPN. Anthony Stalter, Jamie Rivers, I'm Andrew Marsh, and it is time for What's Trending. Guys, we had a text message from the 636 to kind of go back to our previous conversation about Dylan Carlson. The 636 says the difference between the Cardinals and organizations like the Braves is that they have enough elite players in the lineup that their young players can develop at the big league level and the team still wins. We aren't that type of team. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Well said. Yeah. I wouldn't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. So developing players. For example, Harris can bat nine. Michael sure. Harris can bat nine in a rookie year and not have to worry about hitting f- cleanup, which is exactly where Dylan Carlson was in the 2020 playoff game against the Dodgers. He's right. Whoever whoever texted that in, that was mm-hmm. spot on. Anyways, today the Cardinals, they did not avoid the sweep. They swept the Marlins. Nice. 6-4 final. So we have a great game last night with Nolan Arenado hitting the the game-winning home run in the 10th inning. And then today, Nolan Gorman hits a home run. What are you seeing out of Nolan Gorman lately that gives you a little bit more confidence in this offense? I think Nolan Gorman is your stereotypical left-handed bat with pop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's going to have some dry spells. I mean, it is what. look, at coming into this season... 
His strikeout rate was way up there. His performances were patchy. Yep. Yet he still, I think, altogether last year had like 30 home runs with minor leagues and major leagues. Mm-hmm. And this year he's probably going to get to 30 again, maybe 35. He was tearing the league apart at the start. Then he kind of cooled down, and now he's heating up again. I, this is what you get, I think, when you have a guy like that. Yeah, it's a, it, he's a young guy. You know, first, second, second full, full big league yeah, season. This is the first full time opportunity for Nolan Gorman. Last year he struggled. This year he's put it all together. This goes back to the work that he did in the off season. Revamped the swing a little bit. Understood how pitchers were going to attack him, and now it's paying off. But in terms of him slumping, every player is going to go through a slump. Hell, Paul Goldschmidt won an MVP last year, did not hit well in April or August. Or, or September? September. All, April and September he didn't hit well. October. Jamie. Yeah. But yeah, it's a two-game sample size. Yeah, it's a big game. Yeah, it stinks. Stop calling him the Kirk Cousins of baseball. Okay, now. we got a situation oh, wow. on all of here right now. <laughs> There is uh, about 25 or 30 Canadian geese that have just, just taken over Olive Boulevard. They are, and they are slow uh-huh. slow playing this here. Yes. Both sides uh-huh. of the street stopped. If you're on Olive right now listening, <laughs> thank you. And if you're wondering why it's backed up. Look at the slow one it's behind. It's because of the, the geese. Straggling back. Yeah, look at this. Oh, he's got a limp. He's got a limp. Somebody already clipped him. I yep. Think. Oh, no. no. He's got a I, Can we? Can you we know st- what the good thing is, Anthony? He can still fly. I don't know if you can see this outside or not. No, you're not even close. I'm not? No. No. And now the engineering is going to get so pissed oh, off. Oh, they are. I'm not supposed to touch these cameras, am I? Yeah. Oh, Good thing no, got. No, just leave it like that. It's fine. They'll love that, Anthony. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, thank you for your patience on all of uh, All of them have crossed the road safely. That's nice your job. Update. Wow. Brought to you by Charlie Londoff Chevrolet. Oh, Limpy is a... Looks like he's going to be okay. Fine. Yeah. Is that a thing with... He's going to uh, gut it out. He's no Tyler. With what? the geese? Where they, like, one is just, you know, broken leg, whatever. Like, ah. Oh, we'll yeah, just, they we'll leave them right behind. We'll just leave them. Yeah, they're, they're not wolves. Baby them. They don't baby them. What a bunch of D-bags. No. We build them tough in Canada. Tape that thing up. Let's go. We got a third period to play. It's my camera right here after I touched it. Uh, oh, let's look. That's Sorry. quite the look, by the way, when you're looking mm. at the YouTube channel. Oh, oh. Hey, how you doing there? There it is. All right, Marshy, what else we got? What's yeah. trending apart from Canadian geese? Yeah. Saquon Barkley, he's been in the news lately, says he has considered not playing for the Giants this season, admitting during a recent interview that he might have to take it to this level. I saw a tweet last night, or maybe it was this morning, one of the two, that Le'Veon Bell changed the game for running backs in terms of how much money they could make in the future and the value of running backs in general. Do you believe that to be true? And if so, can you think of another athlete that has somewhat changed how we view a certain position in a sport and how much money they should make? Le'Veon Bell left 10 something million dollars on the table, guaranteed. That's what he did. And that's what he's admitted. Mm-hmm. So Saquon Barkley can go that same route. He can he can hope that the Giants release him at the end of the year, but if they don't, like the Steelers did, then then what? Yeah. You're going to be in the same situation again a year later, and you didn't collect the $10.5 million in guaranteed money. What if James Conner 
didn't have the season that he did for the Steelers. All Le'Veon Bell did was further illustrate Mm -hmm. that a guy in the fourth round, third round can step in and do the job and the team can win. And you, they could just move on from you at the end of the year. That's all Le'Veon Bell did. Mm-hmm. And where did he get his money? Bad Jets team. Yeah. And they they cut him like a year and a half later. And yeah, he wound up with the Chiefs at the end of the, the his career and I don't stuff. Even think but he played. There you go. Maybe he did like a play. So if you're Saquon, do what you got to do. But Le'Veon Bell is one example of a guy that di- that did not take the money, and he has admitted that he made the mistake. My thought on it. But Saquon yeah. Barkley's got to do what's best for him. I'm yeah. not. You know. I know it's what's best for him, but if leaving $10 million on the table is best for him and his family. I'll take it. You know? I mean, no, but it's just like, I don't know. With, with the running back position and with how it is, I think, I think I'd take the $10 million and go out there and try to have another great year. But I think I'd take the $10 million under the premise that, you know, we're, we're going to be talking business next mm-hmm. offseason. Right. Like, I'm going to do this. Because, you know, one, I want to be playing for this team. Two, I don't want this to go on and, and cause a distraction. Yeah. But three, like, we're going to get back to the dance table here or the dance floor next offseason. I'd like to be compensated. Sure. I don't like I the, that's fair. The, the franchise tag. I think it's stupid. Yeah. I mean, I get it why they do it, but I think they're just screwing players over. And they're screwing them over. He's a great running back. They, yeah, they are, but you're also... I get why they're doing it. Financially, I understand the, right. why the rule's in place. But I, I do believe that they're just screwing these players over. I mean, the, the, for the most part, these running backs, like like I said, like Le'Veon Bell, what he did has somewhat changed the way that teams look at running backs now. Mm-hmm. Because with James Conner filling in for, for Le'Veon Bell, and he did a great job, and now he kind of parlayed that into going to Arizona right. and whatnot, but... I just like I feel bad for some of these guys. I mean, ten and a half. Yeah, yeah no, I know. Guaranteed. Yeah, no, March, I know. Ten and a half. Do you understand guaranteed. what I'm saying? Though? I do. Because they're, I mean, they're Long playing. Term. They're playing a position that, or they're playing a game that, you know. Yeah, you're talking you, about four years, I mean, five years, you're out. Run down the road, or run down the sidelines, and get a hit, and your career's over. Yeah, it's a nasty. It's a nasty sport, but you know that's uh, they get they get. They're well compensated, most of them. Maybe not I don't all. Feel that bad. A lot of them, not all of them. Correct. I feel bad for. Eh, never mind. <laughs> it's a never fast mind. Like Ten million kind of got me when you said yeah, it. Yeah, the ten. Yeah, ten and a half. I mean, come on. Uh, we do that's have, a lot. That's a lot. We do have the biggest question of the day coming up. If you want to participate, you can leave us a mic drop on that via the one hundred and one ESPN uh, mobile app. Let's get back into the Cardinals' win over the Marlins. Are we believing now? Jamie got the text message last night. He did respond. He had a a thoughtful conversation. Yeah. Marsh says he woke up, looked at the text, and put the phone back Mm -hmm. down. But do we believe him? Um, I might hit him up tonight. There we go. That's the truth. We'll talk about it next on 101 ESPN. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
Cardinals get it done again today. 6-4 over the Marlins. They sweep Miami. A couple of the bigger moments throughout the course of the game. Well, most of them came in the first inning where they jumped all over Sandy Alcantara. Jamie, I thought you said it perfectly in the in the office, too, about Sandy. Yeah, I said, uh, I'm glad we don't have this guy. This guy sucks. Yeah. We won that trade. <laughs> we did. We got a gold glove, middle of the order bat Absolutely. for that crap. Four yeah. runs in the first inning. I mean, are you kidding me on that? So Arenado singles to Smoke right, drives home the newt. And uh, drives home Goldschmidt, excuse me. And then Gorman hit a towering Oof. shot, 419 feet, to make it 4-0. Then the Marlins struck for 2 on a Sanchez single that, that drove in a pair. And then everything kind of got quiet there for a while. But then in the 7th, and this is key, Jamie. Th- we, we have seen this before at the Cardinals. They jump out, they get they get a bit of a lead, then the other team starts to hack away a little bit, and then the bullpen is left exposed. Instead... This offense, which is your strength, in the seventh inning, added two more runs to make it 6-2. A little bit of a cushion for the bullpen, which unfortunately to some degree needed it because De La Cruz hit a home run to make it 6-3, and then Luis Arise doubled the right, scored another run to make it 6-4, but Stratton... It was a little tense It was a little there. tense, but Stratton did get the job Stratton's done. Stratton's been money, man. He's been yes. good. That's a, guy, that's a guy, too, that we haven't really talked about being dealt. He, he's going to be dealt. You'd almost so, be better off to keep him. Based on what I hear about this guy being a really good clubhouse guy and a leader and a veteran guy, yeah. the price tag can't be that much for him. You know where I think you know you know what deal I think he goes with? You know what players he goes with? It's it's either going to be Montgomery or Flaherty. It'll be the same kind of piggyback situation exactly. as he came to the Cardinals. Exactly. Yeah. They got they got Quintana and Stratton for Oviedo. Yeah. That's going to be a situation. And Oviedo had had has been starting for the Pirates. I don't know if he's still. They've been making a lot of moves. They've been going. With, they've been going with that youth movement. So a lot of these AAA guys for Pittsburgh are coming up. So I don't know if Oviedo's still in the rotation. Have but they gone been. with the biggest move yet, though? No. Have they brought our guy back yet? Oh, uh, guy Tom. Guy Tom. I don't think he's with them anymore. <laughs> what? How can you not have that guy? Where is Kai Tom? Oh. Dude, I'll never forget when you and I are wrapping up the show and the the Cardinals are in Pittsburgh and it's an earlier start. So they start to play about 5.30. Marsh, Jamie and I look up. I don't think you were here yet. Maybe you were. Maybe. I don't know. But we look up. You're talking about Kai Tom? Yes. I was not here yet. So Jamie and I look up and both almost instantly we go, what's that soft player, softball player doing in left field? <laughs> yeah, I, don't feel, I don't think I've ever looked up what this dude looks like. He had the wristband. He looks look nothing like a, like a major sleeve, league baseball player. The wristband, player. the eye black, he the flippers. He had it all going on. And boy, he booted two balls almost instantly. It was terrible. It, Marsh, it was almost like the Pirates, the GM, went down, like was driving to the ballpark and said, we need an outfield. Like Jamie, when he was GM for the, the hockey club there. He found a guy at the gas station. He found the guy at the gas station. That's Kai Tom for the Pirates. I mean, he looked the part. I mean, hell, he made it to the big leagues. He did. Good for him. But he just wasn't ready for uh, developing at the major for- league level. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't ready for the show. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so getting back, getting back to the Cardinals. The yeah. theme, one of the themes, Jamie, throughout the course of the day has been: if even if they if this hot streak continues, does anything change? Let me throw this out there. While we're talking hypotheticals, 
I don't know if they've got ten games before the deadline, but if they do, what if what if they what if they, they go do. on I think a big they run? They have ten games before the deadline. Okay, what if they're five hundred at the deadline? They'd win ten in a row. <clears throat> you mean they win ten in a row coming up? Yeah. Anthony, what do you do? What the hell do you have in your cup over there? I think it's a new pre-workout that uh, you're yeah, getting. There you go. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> ten, 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 ten in a row. You're fine. <laughs> so at that point, it'd be what fifteen in a row. What yeah, do anything change nothing change changes. For you? I'm with you. I'm steadfast on the exact same plan. That was a test, and you passed. Oh, thank you. I feel important mm. that I passed your test. What? Marsh, what about you? If they're 500 at the deadline, yeah, they go on this remarkable run. Mm. Just this disgusting 15 games in a row run. Yeah. Where are you at on this team at the deadline? What do you do, Marsh? I mean, either way, either way, you're getting pitching. So if you're buying, you need pitching. If you're selling, you're going to get pitching. But you it are, just depends on what what avenue you want to take. Do you want to go get the veteran guy? Maybe it's not like a, a Rich Hill, as we'll say, but it is a guy like Lance Lynn or or somebody of that caliber. Maybe you maybe you go after if you really think you can do it. Maybe you go after like Lucas Giolito. But are you so you're 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 in full buy mode then? You're keeping yeah, Montgomery. Why the hell, why the hell would you trade for Lucas Giolito? Honestly, though, I, I think in, I think I'm. Ooh. That does nothing for my, you for next year. That's the problem. That's where I'm at on this. No matter what they do, <clears throat> yeah, you're still not set up for success for Your next year. Your pitching is like right. Yeah, you have nothing. You'd be you'd be in a worse spot because you could you get Lance Lynn. The deadline. You could get Lance Lynn. He still has another year. And you could okay, fine. I would do that. Yeah, but that's not like for me. That's not buying. Like, no, it's, it's not. It's but kind it's, of like, but it's ex- doing exactly what you've done the past two seasons. Mm. Going to get a veteran pitcher. Do, well, no, I'm just I'm just throwing I'm just floating <laughs> Marsh, ideas out Marsh there. Of like, like this team has done the past. He said he's buying. He's a, he got all hyper there. I know he's no, trying. The Cardinals I mean, have just won 15 in a row, and he's buying Lance Lynn. If that's you won 15 games the, in a row, you my, should probably be doing something at the deadline because that just proves that you are somewhat of a good team. In Marsh's defense. Don't just win 15 games in a row and be like, ah, yeah, but remember in uh, in, in May, the team was terrible. In Marsh's Actually, they were pretty good in May, but in, uh, in April. Terrible next year in, in April June, with in, that kind of thinking. 100%. In Marsh's defense, that's exactly what the guy would do. Do you want to know what I would do, or do you yes. want to know what the team would do? No, I would. I want to know what you would you do. So heated, I want to know exactly uh, yeah. what you would do. Yeah, five hundred at the deadline. Yeah, I'd keep Jordan Montgomery, and I'd I'd trade Jack Flaherty. I'd trade Jack Flaherty. Okay. So you're gonna lose Monty in the off season, trade Jack Flaherty. What have you replaced them with? Because now you got two starting pitchers gone, and your rotation next year still only has two pitchers. Jamie, 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 you didn't give me four hours to do a trade exchange on the old well, website. we've been talking about it for, <laughs> <laughs> for those that don't know, we, we, did, we did an exercise last week where we all decided to make trades, and Marsh and I stumbled upon the same website. We were, like, plugging in the values and all that. It took Marsh. All day. Oh my God! Did it ever? Was, I felt like I'd been robbed for that, of forty-five minutes of research. Marsh or uh, Jamie, we lost Marsh that entire show. I know. Do you yeah, remember I thought that? something was wrong technically because yeah. he was just so quiet. He would like, do the update, and that would he would go right back to the computer making. This it was deal. an incredible day. That is the that is seriously some of the most epic work I've seen you put in. 
It was so yeah, I, I have no idea who who I would get. Like I said, I need some time to really to really All mull right, it over. Right, but right. let's we'll see you next week. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's great. Is that the? Is that? I mean, they're they're absolutely going to put that put this team in that in that spot. Like it's going to happen. Yes, it's going to happen. Which yes. is exactly why I think Mo just it's has gonna to happen. Stay the course. Stay the course. It's so funny. All right, we got the uh, biggest question of the day coming up. If you got a question for us, uh, you can send it in either to the Air Comfort Service text line at 314-399-9646. The YouTube channel is at, ES- at 101 ESPN SDL or via our mic drop via the 101 ESPN app. Biggest question of the day next. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. for the fast lane's biggest question of the day. Time for the biggest question of the day here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers and Anthony Stalter. Here is Andrew Marsh. So we got a text from Thanks Dad, and he does a great job at being sarcastic. And I think he's being sarcastic here. He says, smallest question of the day. Uh-oh. Why can't you just trade Contreras to fix your staff? He's the reason, duh. And I wanted to bring up <laughs> Yvonne Herrera today, who was uh, in the starting lineup. Going back to the conversation that we had Monday, you guys had on Monday. Obviously, I wasn't here, but you know what? What, what are we going to see from Herrera in this second half that could push Contreras out of the catching duties? Like, does Herrera need to hit better than him? Because I don't see that happening. Does he simply just have to play better behind the plate? How does that all work? Yes, is the answer yeah. to everything. Yeah, I mean, for me, yeah, it's just really it's outperform Kisner and prove that he needs to be in a time just just perform because then that puts Herrera in a timeshare with Contreras behind the dish. That's again, that's how I would do it. And if we we're talking BT yesterday, and BT kind of indicated that once you get beyond this year, they're going to view Contreras almost like a full-time DH as it is, or maybe he goes to one of the corner, like you know, corner outfield spots. I doubt, I doubt that's the case. Oof. I don't think you want that. But Contreras, yeah, no, he can be a DH. He's going to play first base when you trade Goldie, Anthony. There you go. I'm going to get us some pitching. We're going to free up a spot. Although Walker's going to play first, so that right. frees up the spot in the outfield that we need for Carlson. <clears throat> Things are happening, Jamie. So. This is a unique problem that the Cardinals have because I think Herrera Herrera underperformed so much last season that they kind of wrote him off of being the, the, the heir apparent, at least for the next handful of years. Yeah. I think that's what happened. Now, Herrera did not get that memo. <laughs> right. And he went home and did whatever in the offseason and worked his tail off mm-hmm. and had a really good first half in triple a ball and he's come up and played really well for the cardinals yep so now you have a dilemma to where your current catcher Contreras, is mid at best behind the plate he can produce offensively 
But you got Herrera now, who is substantially younger, yeah. makes a t- ton of money less. He's cost controlled, and all he's kind of picking him right now. He's kind of the guy. Mm-hmm. And then you got Kisner, who I think, no disrespect to Andrew Kisner, because he's not irrelevant. He's very relevant in a lot of ways. We're finding out now, maybe more so than ever, as far as helping the other two catchers um, embrace or learn the cardinal way when it comes to pitching. But he's kind of irrelevant from a roster standpoint Mm -hmm. because you're not keeping Kisner over Herrera. No. You're not. And you cannot send Herrera down now. He's playing too well. But Donnie Donnie is your DH at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. And so Contreras has to either be behind the dish or not play. Yeah, this is... It's really kind of screwed up. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Edmund situation because once Donovan can play the field again and once Edmund comes off the IL, he's ready to go, then how much do things change change again for you in this roster construction? To, you almost have to make two trades to alleviate some of the roster issues that you have. Congestion. But- but pause on that for a second mm-hmm. to go back to thanks, Dad. You're not trading Contreras. Nobody's picking up 87 and a half million. Right. Nobody's doing that. Or they would have done that to start with. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. If you could trade O'Neill, that that alleviates alleviate some congestion. If you trade Paul DeYoung, if you can find a suitor, suitor that allows you to bring up win. Doesn't really relieve you from a congestion standpoint. But you almost have to trade two outfielders. You almost have to trade two of. O'Neill, Carlson, Newt Bar. Newt Bar. Yeah, because you're Edmund not trading Donovan. Walker. I'm not saying you should trade those guys. I'm just saying what else you yeah. what else are you gonna do? I would trade, I wouldn't I would find out what the best deal I could get uh, from multiple teams or one team or whoever, whatever, however you want to break it down. Mm-hmm. But O'Neill, Carlson, and Newt Bar would be my my guys. Yeah. And in that order too. O'Neill is a must go. Yeah. In fact, it might be O'Neill and Carlson, O'Neill and Newt Bar to get what you need from a team. Right. Newt Bar and Carlson, I feel like they would get a lot of attention out there. And again, I, I don't really want to part with them, but there, it is a crowded outfield and you need pitching. Yeah. You desperately need pitching. And I don't know, like Newt Bar, his value is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we saw that in the offseason. Yeah. You could have got Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy. Boy, oh boy. That looked pretty good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that things would have been different. You should have made that deal. Yeah, you know, you should have. But in fairness to Mo, It may have cost you Donovan, too, though. I don't know what the, the, the full deal was. Yeah. In fairness to Mo, we don't know exactly what the deal was. And in fairness to Mo again... You know, at the time, he believed Contreras was going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. And I still think Contreras is fine. He's just not Yachty. Yeah. And that was never going to be fair for anybody. Right. Plus, he also had the, the mindset, going back to it, he had the mindset of he understood what it was going to take to replace Yachty. He understood and he had the maturity that he wasn't going to try to be Yachty. But still having that understanding that the magnitude of it, he was he was kind of a, a perfect fit. But in hindsight, if you would have made the deal for Murphy, you would have had less congestion. You would have had the better player, better overall player. And he still had team control. And he had 
team control. Although I think he signed the contract extension. He did, but he was still under team control at the time. Yeah. Like I think this year was the last year of team control. Well, what are you going to do? So the Cardinals now moving forward after sweeping the Marlins. They've got a set coming up against the Chicago Cubs. And as we talked about earlier, they've got a four-game series against the Cubs. They've moved out of last place, which is great. Congratulations to the Cardinals. The Pirates move back into their rightful spot in the NL Central. Remember they're in first place, guys? Red Hot Pittsburgh Pirates? I do remember that. Yeah, they're in dead last now. But the Hmm. Cardinals have four games coming up against the Cubs, three against a struggling Arizona Diamondbacks team that can't hit. We're starting to see these teams fall back now. The Pirates had their their collapse well before the end of the first half. We have seen the Cincinnati Reds come back to earth. They have dropped seven out of their last ten games and six in a row. Wow. We have seen the Diamondbacks come back to earth, although they hung like 16 runs on the board against the Braves last night. Oof. But they have lost seven out of their last ten despite that offensive output last, last week. So they're starting to come back to earth. So you're starting to see the teams that everybody was shocked by. The Marlins will include them. They've lost six straight now. The teams that should have been, you know, fourth place, fifth place, are starting to become what, what they were. Back of the baseball card. Back of the baseball card. That's right. So the Cardinals got four against the Cubs coming up, three against the Diamondbacks, huge, and then they got the Cubs the again. So the Cubbies here, um, just to refresh my mind and everybody's mind, when it comes to the NL Central, the Cubs are two games ahead of the Cardinals right now. Not even theoretically, literally, the Cardinals could be two games up on the Cubs mm-hmm. by the time this is over. How do you feel about that? I feel great about it. Good. I, I like, here's my thought for the rest of the season. Would I like to see them somehow win the division? Of course I would. Of course I would. But for me, I just want to be happy about what my baseball team is doing. Mm-hmm. Like if they finish second or third, from where they were to get up and to get, I will be a satisfied Cardinals fan if and only if Mose Locke and the crew do their job and provide pitching, at least for the foreseeable future, and short-term, long-term plan, all that stuff. I'll be more than happy that the Cardinals don't make the playoffs. They finished second or third. They made one hell of a run for it. You know, yeah. that I'm okay with that. I wasn't okay with them being god-awful where I'm, I don't even know what team I'm watching anymore. Mm-hmm. Watching what I've seen here in the last five games or so, yes, they've won, but the effort and the execution, some of the clutch hitting, some of the pitching, I'm like, you know what? I can get behind this team. I, I'm proud to wear the Cardinals t-shirt again, you know? I'm assuming the answer is no, but does the opponent factor in at all for you? No, not at all. I don't care. No. I don't care because you were because winning and losing bad against bad teams to begin with. Sure. That's, so now I don't care. Just win, damn it. Just win, baby. I don't know if I'd like them to be just an average baseball team and not make the playoffs. I'd rather, You'd them rather just... have them be dead last. Well, yeah, because there's Why? a... What's your benefit? What's the benefit? You get a really good draft pick. The draft has already happened. For next season. Next season. Yeah, but how good will that draft pick be? Because there's teams in this league that are dog blank, too. I mean, they're pretty good. A top 10 pick? We were talking about the Blues getting a top 10 pick and being, oh, yeah, oh, the way the Blues haven't had a top 10 pick. And Whoa, that's not what we sound like, do we? You have to think about something here. The NL Central is dog crap. For sure. Right? So when you look at some of the records around the league, 
Yeah. Even if you finish second in the central, you still your record could be dot like your overall wins well, and losses. I get that, but why if you're not going to make the playoffs, who cares how how bad you are because you're not making the playoffs. I, if you're going to miss the playoffs, at least get a good draft pick. I, I mean, there's a documentary that came out that's uh, one of the one of the key people in that documentary said that if you're not first, you're last. Yeah. So you I might as that. well be last. Yeah. If you're not going to be first. I agreed with <laughs> but that didn't guy. His dad, that was his dad who told him that, dad but didn't made it up. Yeah, his dad was what? No, he didn't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was high when he said that. He was, he was high when he said that. Yeah. So, oh, Marsh, wow. I think you're... Yeah, that's a... Well, no, no. I, I gotta, mean, it's a good documentary. I'll give you that, but... You're telling boy. me that he could be second, third, fourth? Hell, hell even, even fifth. fifth? Yes. Wow. That's exactly what we're saying, Marsh. Sorry, man. Going back to the original discussion there, uh-huh. I don't care about getting a one draft pick that's higher there's no guarantee that guy turns into anything i'd rather start developing this culture back towards a winning way get the team on track whatever pieces i've acquired at the deadline are now part of my future and part of my process i'd rather finish the season strong than worry about one player that could or could not be a major league player. and, right, and i'm just enough, saying if, if you go full if oh, you go full works. suck if you go full suck right we don't have the the debate on whether or not Mo might or may or may not end up doing the right thing at the deadline. Eh, true. All right. We'll wrap up the show. I just hate losing, Andrew. I can't accept it. Next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. If you miss anything from today's show, you can always download the podcast at 101ESPN.com or your 101ESPN mobile apps, all brought to you by Dobbs Star and Auto Centers. Talked about the Cardinals' huge victory today over the Miami Marlins. Talked about how Skip Schumacher, uh, he's really got the Marlins going in the wrong direction I forgot now. how to manage. Sandy Alcantara, how Jamie dove into why the Cardinals actually won the Sandy Alcantara trade, so riveting stuff that you're going to check out there at the uh, podcast so uh hope you enjoy it because boy a lot of good stuff we talked to jr as well and uh yeah most of the cardinals we got in a good conversation about carlson though i thought jamie yes i would agree you and i going back and forth taking different viewpoints on it and uh i thought it all wound up being just spectacular all the way around the key to that, Anthony, is just good communication. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Marsh, what do you got for criticisms and compliments, kid? Yeah, guys, Kurt on YouTube said that you guys are hunky man rockets. Oh, oh thank you. Kurt is wow. obviously very knowledgeable. Hunky I got a real keen rocket. eye, too. And that there's not another duo on the radio that are as hunky as these man rockets, wow. Jamie and Anthony. And Marsh is the uh, the prettiest of, of all of us, too. So. He is. He is. But we'll take the victory. Yeah, Anthony. thank you. Yeah, appreciate Small you. Small victories, you know. Just talked about not wanting to lose. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much. Yes, very nice. You got the self-esteem up right now. Can, just out of curiosity, I don't know this. So I'm going to yeah. ask you guys. Can our listeners go back on YouTube and watch past episodes? Yes. 
There you go, Anthony. Yes. All about that. Now you can see the man rockets whenever you want. <laughs> so once we're done streaming, well we said, can go David. back. We have a playlist well said. on our YouTube page. Huh. Uh, each show has their own playlist. So no if you kidding. go to 101 ESPN STL, that is our at on YouTube, you can check out today's show. Yesterday's, yesterday's show, show Friday's show. show. Well, we didn't have a show on Sunday unless you guys decided to come in. We did. Yeah, wow. we did. Thanks for the call. Um, we thought you'd still need to recover. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I did, actually. I really did. Jamie was probably recovering, too, on his way home from the Lake of the Ozarks. Man, I had such a good time, guys. Was I hamstring, that. specifically. Oh, right. Hamstring, yeah. It's better, though. I was, mm-hmm. I was running a little bit today. Were you? Yep. Good, Jamie. But you know, it's you good have to those... see you active again. Yeah, well, I, I stayed active the whole time, <laughs> Anthony. Tell you, there's certain things you do in life uh-huh. that you don't really realize what you use your hamstrings. Yeah. Like how much you uh, use you, them. Yeah, you use those puppies all the time. Yeah. Well, there's certain things that you do, hopefully, at least on a regular basis, uh-huh. that you don't necessarily know. Yeah. Hmm. Your hamstrings are involved. Yeah, Let but they are. You, they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You Some to, the... Sometimes you have to adjust what you're doing mm. to take the pain out of your hamstrings. Something to think about, Marshy. Words of wisdom, boys. Yep. Yep. And that's why Jamie won the ESPY Award for Best Male Performance in 2023. Is that what it was for? Yes. For it was the... a great performance. Okay. Yes. So. Uh, Way to go, Jamie. I'm glad Kurt could you. boost your guys' self-esteem from the 636. Anthony, you're disgusting. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Wow. I think that was in reference to you not being able to get the LSU question correct in the gauntlet. I did get it correct. But you did not get it right off the bat. Did I get it correct or not? You did get it correct. Thank you. But you knew it. Did I get it correct or not? From the 314. (laughs) Darn, I had to get out of my car. I texted back, check us out on the 101 app. Texted back, back on thanks. Had to listen to the wife bitch about work for a half hour. Oh my goodness. Wow, top rope. Wow, good luck, sir. Hopefully she's not listening. <laughs> Whoops. That's tough. That is tough. That's boy, you Yeah. You don't like to hear that. What? The complaining about work? That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> you don't like to hear that, Jamie. It's the tough one, yeah. you know, where you, yeah, you miss yeah. the show. You miss yeah. the fast lane mm-hmm. and you can't, you know. Eh, check out the podcast. You can't, well sure. Now he knows, but he knows now. Uh that's that's a tough one. At right least there. There's only a half hour. Yeah. From the six one eight. Hey Jamie, you up. Love always. Cardinals. Oh yeah, there you are. You got me. Marsh, you had you had indicated that you are going to text them as soon as you get home. Yeah, I might. You're all in. Oh, God. I want to go that far. What if they cold shoulder you now, Marshy? Oh, I hope they do. Oh, I'm sure they will. It's part yeah. of the toxic relationship. It yeah. Is. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah, it's, it's see, the cycle from hell. See, I'm the type, though, where I'm not going to respond. I won't respond because I was always taught that, you know, they'll eventually give me a call. Wow. Okay. Did you learn that from that documentary that you that you partook? No, in? actually, I learned that from Jamie. That makes more sense. There now. you go. That there makes go. more sense. I've learned a lot of things from Jamie. Yeah. Over the course of my time here at a 101 ESPN. Both thing, both information that you can use and Jamie uh, information that you want to avoid. Yeah. You're welcome, Andrew. We Thank have you. one here, guys. A little shout out uh, from the 618 says, Can I get a happy 20th anniversary to Brandon and Christy? Oh. Uh, 
yeah. Well, happy anniversary. Happy Brandon. anniversary to Brandon. Brandon and Christy. There you go. Well done. Congrats. 20 years. Yeah. Fantastic. Good for you guys. Mm-hmm. They're listening to each other's stories about work mm-hmm. while listening to the fast lane. Yeah, we're not going to get involved, Anthony. We're better off not being involved. Jamie, I think we can give some advice to this. Uh, young... Oh, they don't want my advice, Anthony. Okay. We'll keep the feet moving. What, do you, yep. what else you got, Mark? Yeah. Uh, from Swan. This one uh, caught me by surprise. Great show today, guys. I'm still just going to ignore the Cardinals text. They don't deserve my useful time on this fake hot, hot streak. Whoa, Have fake. a great rest of your day, guys. Thinks oh. the hot streak's fake. Wow, I mean, why would you think that? <laughs> it's pretty it's real. Pretty fake? I mean, is it, though? No, it's not. I think that these guys are playing for realsies. And uh, we're going to see the best of the Cardinals moving forward. Now, the hot streak isn't fake, but is it a legit one that gets you going? Yes. Can't you tell? Because for me, I need a little bit more. <laughs> Jamie says yes. Jamie's all in. I need a little bit more. Uh, aren't you greedy? <laughs> wow. <laughs> what, is it going to wow. be six or seven or eight? Would yeah, it take how much eight or more nine do you need? to satisfy you? Boy, oh boy. Like, I don't even know, Marshy. Holy smokes, Marsh. Really? Like, well, see, most I would people, like them to beat the Cubs. Most people are satisfied with five, maybe six. <laughs> yeah. You want eight, nine, or ten. Good grief. Greedy. Just greedy. I think I'll, uh... Can you believe this guy? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. Don't this kid anymore. I tell you. Wow. This might be the ultimate compliment I've ever seen. Jamie, Anthony, and Marshy should win an award for best radio trio at 101 ESPN. Thank you. I agree. I think we're the only trio. No, we're not the only trio. No, BK, Ferrario, and T-Bone. That's, yeah, but but the morning show is a four spot now. That's a quattro. Yeah. Mm. Then we got Tim and Jackson. They're a duo. Right, so basically. dynamic duo. Yeah. Basically, we beat beat BK and Ferrario Mm. and T-Bone. Yeah, we'll take it, right, Jamie? You take all wins. I like Mm -hmm. winning. That's right. Me too. No, you don't. You literally said you don't. Shh. For Andrew Marsh and Jamie Rivers, I'm Anthony Stoltz. Appreciate everybody listening today. We got instant replay coming up from 6 to 7 tonight. We'll be back tomorrow at 2 o'clock, breaking down uh, ways that the Cardinals get into the playoffs. I'm sure that will be exciting. See ya! You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.